Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is a throwdown Thursday, man. Hanging out in the basement, cranking up some fun. We're going to have some good times tonight, I hope. I do have some tasty beverages. And depending on what happens with Patrick Mahomes and his knee injury, I was like, man, I need a strong beverage tonight. So not only do I have... Uh, dude, I'm going out of the gate with virtually a salute o'clock here. Okay. <laughs> like, out of the gate, man. So not only do I have... My near we rod. Break guard. out, little John. <laughs> we might need to break out, little John. Yeah, why not? Okay, sure. What the hell? We're gonna do a salute clock out of the gate. Rip my fantasy team. No, I'm just kidding. Isn't that terrible? That's such first world football problems, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, I hope this guy is okay. Oh crap, my fantasy team. <laughs> first, first world football problems. Welcome to the sports brew. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Uh, I needed some strong beverages tonight, so I've got my you know near Rod Gardner uh, whiskey and Coke. And Rod Gardner was the old fifty-fifty for anybody that doesn't catch that reference. It's a long-standing reference on the brew. And then I have just a wonderful beer. It's the <laughs> I'm just appreciating the label on this thing. It's the Colonization Adroit Style Imperial IPA by Adroit Theory, and it. It smells like you're sitting by Snoop Snoop Dogg, probably at that Kansas concert. <laughs> Woo! And maybe Willie Nelson's there. Like you are, you are sandwiched between Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. That is what this beer smells like. And it it's like is April twentieth. It is incre- <laughs> Yeah, like April twentieth. Yeah, it is incredibly good. So if you like a stank and dank IPA, I will wholeheartedly recommend the colonization imperial ipa from adroit theory but you you better be ready for some punch man because that thing is stacked and packed it is good times so look if i'm gonna drop a snoop reference i might as well go ahead and get old twitter terminator in here proper yo what up dog <laughs> hey man look i called philly eagles uh pr to schedule an interview this week and they'd give me zach brown but you know he's no longer a member so you know kirk cousin oh well you are the weakest link oh or not <laughs> I think maybe that dude was just bitter from his time as a teammate with the redskins he's just throwing shade on the dude and then Cousins is out there just throwing. I mean, come on, dude. Kirk Cousins showed up. I know. I know the Eagles secondary has some issues, but Minnesota absolutely torched them. Torched them, dude. I mean, yeah. How, how you gonna get fired on your day off, Zach Brown? <laughs> The weakness of that team is Kirk Cousins. Oops. Yeah. Fun factoid, by the way. Diggs is the first Viking um, with two receiving touchdowns of 50-plus yards in a game since Randy Randy Moss in 2000. So Cousins had a season high 333 passing yards as the Vikings dropped a beat down on the Eagles, man, 38 to 20. Come on, bro. Zach Brown, man, you gotta shut that pie hole, dude. <laughs> I mean, you gotta talk that talk, man. You better walk that walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, since, uh, since, look, uh, I, to- I told you what beers I was drinking, so you know what? Let's just intro salute o'clock. What the hell? Why not? 
I got you. Fine Creek American Stout. And give me, you know what, just for fun, give me your first world fantasy football problem. <laughs> Why not? Well, I have, I do have Patrick Mahomes in one of my four leagues. So I, I feel your pain there, brother. I have Tom Brady on the bench, and I really went back and forth this week on who to start. Of course, you know who I started. Mahomes. Uh-huh. Because, you know, he, I started Brady last week, and Mahomes outpointed him. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'll switch it this week. And, of course, as fate would have it, Brady's going to go off against the Jets, and, you know, Mahomes got Maybe, the one but I mean, <laughs> from a matchup play standpoint, you figure. I mean, Denver's defense, I know they've been a little bit better. I don't I, recently but obviously the team has some issues well when you play tennessee your defense does get better yes that's that's true um (laughs) so from a matchup standpoint it makes sense man i mean you got tyreek hill back it's just you just figure he's he's gonna at least like if nothing else he's not gonna let you down he may not give you an explosion right but he's gonna be better than 80 or 90 percent of the quarterbacks which he probably would have been had he played the whole game but Yep, first world fantasy problem. There it is. So, and so Todd Gurley on another team. So yep. there you go. I good luck with Todd Gurley the rest of the year, bro. I think he's done. Really? I, I think he may hang it up after this season. Come on, man. He got a lot of money. Yeah, he got paid, but well, he my got man. He's, he's got a lot of money left. I'm just yeah. saying. I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, they're they're not the same team. He doesn't appear to be the same player, and they're clearly not the same team without him on the field. I, I mean, mean, I heard a report this whoop. week that said, like, whatever was in his knee is up to his quad at this point. And oh, jeez. Good Lord. Yeah, and he's just having a rough time. Well, there might be a couple of guys, man. You, you've heard, like, random stuff about Cam Newton. You know, maybe he could. It's one of those things, and I think maybe this is colored a little bit by what Andrew Luck did since that was such a big name. And now, right. you know, the logical conclusion, I guess, perhaps, is that you start looking around at players that have injury issues and you go, well, if you've made enough money and you're this beat up, is it just time to walk? You know, what's left for you to do? So we'll see. Again, you know, we've talked about it before, and I do believe that for some players that have gotten paid, whether it's endorsements and their regular NFL contracts, if they go, you know what, I've had enough. My body's not right. Let me get out while I still can. Do it. And I think you'll see more. I do believe we'll, we will see more people do that. There but that go. would be, for him to hang it up, that would be shocking. Same thing with Cam Newton. Well, hell, it was with Andrew Luck. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, but he, he toured the same ACL twice, once in high school, once in college, mm-hmm. and that's apparently the one that's given him issues. So, well, you know, it's it's it's... I don't know, man. I, I hope the guy can play. Uh, he's good for the league. He's good for the Rams, obviously. But, yeah. you know, with that Ramsey trade, I think they're trying to make adjustments on the fly at this point. Of course they are. With how they're going to be with their philosophy. Of course they are. Well, look, man, I know McVay uh, got a lot of gloss last year as the offensive genius. Not looking like that uh, so much this year. But perhaps we just, you know, misclassified the offensive genius in that division and it should have been Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Speaking of the 49ers, Randy, what up, bruh? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, kind of 
blown away by what that defense did to the Rams. Woo! 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 Jared Goff, dude, horrible. That was like that was a uh, who was that? Who was the coach? Jeff Fisher. That was Jeff Fisher Goff. That's what we saw. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we saw in that game. That was terrible. That was terrible. What did he have? Like seventy-eight yards. I mean. <laughs> and and as a team, if you take the sacks into account, they had 48 yards passing total as a team. Oh my god, that is heinous. That is indeed heinous. it is. Yeah, I, I mean, 20 to seven. Kudos to the 49ers. <laughs> I think they're very good. I don't know how good. See, this is where it's weird because the 49ers and the Patriots are the only two remaining unbeaten teams, and I'm not sure how good either. I know they're both good, but I don't know how good they are because they've. I mean, to be fair, they've played like the easiest schedules, you know, when like, I mean, they, they really have. So I think we're going to find out a lot more about them over the, you know, the next month, six weeks or so. But I believe they're both very good. And I believe the, vo- the 49ers are legitimately good. I just don't know what their ceiling is. But they got a run game. Garoppolo is at least solid to above average. Although I think, like, as a starter, he's, hasn't he only lost like two games or something crazy? Or three? Like 13 and two or 14 yeah, and two. Yeah, it's, at this it's point. something ridiculous. Um, but I think the defense is legitimate. I don't know that it's great. We'll, we'll find out. The same thing with, you know, it's, at some point the Patriots can't keep getting defensive scores, can they? I mean, at some point that has to go away. I mean, it's just nuts. But they, they beat the hell out of the Rams. And, you know, at least in that game you have to give that defense and that team a ton of credit. Golf was awful. 13-24, Carrillo 78 yards. The Rams didn't have a completion longer than 12 yards. They were 0 for 9 on third down and 0 for 4 on fourth down. They effing sucked. <laughs> what, what did Danny Warmer say they were on third down? 0.0. 0. 0. <laughs> 0. 0. Randy, by the way, I love how that uh, defensive coordinator, I don't know his name, but uh, that guy was like Robert running Sala. That dude was like dropping like flexes. And I mean, he, he looked like he was ready to run into the ring on like WWE Raw. I mean, that dude was <laughs> all kinds of pumped up, man. Holy Toledo. Woo. I mean, can you blame the guy? No, no, because they just kept getting big plays, big plays, big plays, big plays. And, you know, look, you play who's in front of you. And I don't know if the Rams are living off. I mean, some of this maybe is just living off rep um, and some stuff from last year, whether it's the Super Bowl hangover, whether people have figured them out, whatever the hell it is, the 49ers beat that ass. <laughs> they just let out beat that ass, well, dude. <laughs> and you notice just how big the loss of Gurley really was for that game because mm-hmm. there was really no big threat to really worry about other than just shutting Goff down. He also had a lot of errant throws. I mean, he, he missed some people badly he didn't look comfortable at all no no that d-line was getting after him yeah and and that's a credit you know i mean bosa is a freaking stud uh i'm just glad he's finally getting healthy i can't imagine what he'd be like at 100 percent. what is uh i mean what's your favorite like what's your favorite slice of that game honestly the whole momentum shift when they had that goal line stand on fourth and goal, mm-hmm. like right at the goal line. That huge stop, to ju- that just pretty much is was the nail in the coffin yeah. because the Rams did nothing after that. Stuffed them on third and fourth. Said, nope. Not in my who, house. Who do they have next? Who do the, oh, they have the Redskins next. <laughs> 
Yes, they will be tested against the stingy Washington defense. Yes, the Redskins will greatly test the San Francisco 49ers. This will probably be payback for that game Randy suffered through way back when. <laughs> that 50... 54 to 7 or 13 Frank Gore's like you know breakout that was his rookie season that's that's always what that was uh yeah this will probably be payback for that because uh uh, the Redskins are not good (laughs) we we all know that so that could uh that could get ugly I tell you what remind me about Kyle Shanahan we'll come back to him uh let's let's get Mark and and Matt in here too uh you want my, my fantasy Oh, yes. Well, we need your beer or we need your beverage and your first world fantasy problem. So for (laughs) beer, I'm kind of double fist and I got just uh, going pretty basic tonight with the blue moon because you never go wrong with blue moon. And I also got a veil. Never heard of it. You've been you've been crushing some veil beers. Well, just because we got a lot of free veil beer. So I was like, you might as well just drink it up, bro. Sharing is caring, man. Are you bringing some of that over? I mean, time after Actually, time, yes. every every yeah. podcast, you're here like crushing Veil beer, telling me how good they are. This when the when the 49ers come over to you know 49ers roll up to beat that Redskins ass. Are you gonna roll over here with some Veil beers? I might you know need what? some. I really should. I, I think I think you know what I will just to help you out. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, by now, by the way, Randy. Yeah. Uh, tickets on uh, online are like twenty three bucks for that game. If you want to like make Justin suffer through, no, I will like, not. I will not. Suffer. I will not give any. <laughs> I will not. As a Redskin fan, I will not give a single damn dollar to Dan F. and Snyder. <laughs> no, me either. No, Sorry, none. Dan none. I don't want anybody to give me any any Redskins gear. I don't want like I want nothing. I want zero money going to anything Redskins related. No tickets, no parking, no gear, no merch, no nothing. Unless they drilled like holes in his yacht, then maybe I, I could, I could throw, <laughs> I could throw some money at that. Or, or they got rid of Bruce Allen, or they got you know whatever, like those kind of things. But I, I don't want to give that dude a dime. But if you want to go to that game, you should because you will probably enjoy it greatly, and it will be one of the best. You will probably get tickets cheap, so I would be in full support of you going to that game. But I will not go. <laughs> that will not go. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Fantasy problems. Can't do now it. we all know at the beginning of the season we saw my work team how how I drafted and how Shane, even Shannon was like just give me the trophy, give me the damn money. Mm-hmm. I am three and three in that league. You know why? I've scored the second most points in that league. I've given up the third most points in that league. Uh-huh. Every time, every loss, somebody, two or three players go off. Like one of the weeks, it was Deshaun Watson, McCaffrey, and Adam Thielen all going. Oh off yeah, at once. yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't beating that person. No, no. <laughs> I still scored 150 points, and I lost. That I was, and it's like son of a bitch. But yeah, <laughs> there, that's my uh, first world fantasy problem. Is just high scoring opponents. That does happen. That does yep. happen. All right, well, let's go and get old DC partying D stat up in this piece, brother boy. I'm glad you're surviving Party Central up in the district. (laughs) (laughs) This is loud and as large and it is in charge up here right now, for sure. Here you go. Let's hit your cue, brother. Three, brew and fun, buddy. Woo! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Woo! Woo! Oh, (laughs) 
for some reason, that's what, you know that meme with the woman yelling at the cat? That's what I imagine that cat sounds like. <laughs> you know, shaking her finger at it. That's completely what I imagine that cat, the noise that a cat makes. I love that meme, though. So, so, well, some of them are phenomenal, for sure. All right, Mark, uh, I can't believe we're doing an out-of-the-gate salute o'clock, but F it. So what what are you drinking? Give it, If you have a first-world fantasy football fail, and then... Uh, I mean, we sort of touched on the on the Giants last week, but we can certainly revisit that. But I think baseball might be more relevant on your end. But whatever you know, whatever quick quick note you want to throw in as part of your intro. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny, but uh, I am rocking a. It's a great name. No escape from the darkness. Uh, it's a hazy imperial IPA from Adroit Theory. How about that? Nice. I, I, I will say we there's we haven't been to Trapezium yet. Well, excuse me, some of you assholes went. Um, I did I did not make. I was unable to make the trip. I was unable to make the trip, so I need to get down to Trapezium. Todd, we we need to plan that out. But we need to go to Adroit Theory, although that's a hike. Trapezium is a pretty doable uh, day trip. Adroit Theory is much farther out. Where um, is that one? It's Vent Hill. Virginia, but I, I think it's like a f- three or four hour drive. Wow. I'd have to map. Th- it might even be farther than that. I'd have to look at a, a mapping it, but it was not. It's not close. Okay. It's not close, but their beer is incredible. Although Shannon, right. you're you're not an IPA guy, so you made. I don't. I'm sure they have other stuff, but they're. Uh, I've only had their IPAs, and they are phenomenal. People I, in my craft beer group are always like always have those posted so i imagine mm-hmm. their quality they are tremendous and they have absolutely incredible label art whether it's bottles or cans <laughs> yeah the label art's fantastic and i love it yeah you know, they, they'll give you food and cheese and uh-huh. cigar recommendations to yep. go along with the beer yep. and yep. It's, it's impressive they're thorough yep yeah the, the art, artwork is amazing i wish they'd open up a, a spot in scott's edition that just needs to be down there yeah, I mean, yes, but I mean, you greedy bastards already have quite a bit there. Shut up. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. There's always room for more quality beer within a, a hop, skip, and a jump. So, actually, you know what? Where we should go with you is just the uh, just the vibe in DC this really this week. I mean, we'll, we're going to spend some time talking about the Nats because what they've accomplished is incredible. But just a quick react to. You know, party mode engaged, and just what the vibe was like with them clinching the NLCS and punching their ticket to the World Series, man. It's pretty ecstatic. I mean, it, it really is. Obviously, you know, first uh, World Series in fifty years, and I mean, fifty, it's, a little longer than that. Well, for the for the for the franchise, I think it's I'm pretty sure it was fifty. Nineteen thirty-three. Okay. Um, that adroit uh, theory math is not doing you any favors. No, I, 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 I read it somewhere, but uh, I'll, I'll trust your math. Um, <laughs> 50 plus 33 is what? Yes, I'm aware of that. 2019. Uh, <laughs> no, not quite. I'm just telling you what, what I read somewhere. Okay, so uh, 1933 is the last World Series in D.C., and they last won it in 1924. Okay. But, I mean, I'm talking about the uh, – anyway, I'll, I'll look up what I looked up and. Anyway, we'll I think out. Mark was talking about the Expos, and you're talking about yeah. But are, but do we do we consider them the Expos? They were. I mean, well, so I yes. know that they were, but I mean, we're speaking specifically about DC. 
I got you. So right, it, well, I, that's, I, that's, I guess, that's yes. Where, that's where the confusion was. Okay. I, I get it. Now. So if, all right. So I get it. If you frame it as the organization, if you include, if I guess you essentially include the history from both components, if you look at it that way. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I'm a little fun. So the Expos became the Nats, but it used to be the Senators. Didn't one of the DC teams move to become the Texas Rangers? I think you're right. Somebody, somebody should check that. I, th- I think one. I think one time their team left and became the Rangers because uh, they've lost their team twice. Anyway, let's check that. But anyway, let's go back to the vibe being ecstatic and, and awesome and fun because that's more relevant than us arguing about <laughs> like, split branches of history. <laughs> Pretty, I mean, obviously they had fireworks and everything the, the, the night of, and I got to see a, a whole slew of uh, you know pretty amazing pictures from from yeah. all my friends in different locations throughout the city, you know, catching the fireworks from wherever they were, um, and yeah, it's, it's it's exciting. I mean, I, I, a I said it before the series, I wanted, I genuinely wanted the Nats to win this series. I expected that they would win the series. And I really, I thought they'd win it pretty easily, and <laughs> that 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 certainly came to fruition um, more easily than I would have expected. But uh, the, the the Cardinals just had nothing for them. Mm-hmm. I I still stand by. I I can't say that I, I if it's the Yankees and, and and the Nats, which doesn't look likely right now. But if it is the Yankees, I will have to root for the Nats, and I, I'll, I'll do it with a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, but I, I want the Astros, and I and I think yeah. it's going to be the Astros, and I think the Astros. They won't beat them down. I mean, the, again, what the Nats have right now is is, is really impressive. I mean, their their starting pitching is all clicking. Some of the numbers from from that series oh. were just ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, I'm talking more about just the, the vibe. I mean, the, the vibe was amazing, and, and I'm excited for everybody. I know a handful of people who are really trying to get tickets, which I know. Are, oh my yeah, god, I bet they're going to be oh, insanely expensive. Yeah, reseller eight hundred or grand, yeah, for a single ticket, which god, it's just awful. Standing um, room eight hundred dollars. Yeah, there's just there's just no way. It's absurd. But yeah, I got plenty of friends that could, they got got spots near the stadium. I think they'll just you know get themselves up on a, on a rooftop and just enjoy the sights and sounds from you know, uh, mostly the sounds from from the rooftops. Um, well, you know, you you hoof a TV to the roof or whatever or an iPad, so you you know what I mean, and then you get both. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really the thing I'll say that I like is I feel like everybody that I've known up here is Nats fans. Like, I mean, they they have been genuinely focused and, and determined and, and, and loving on this team through thick and thin. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, as opposed to what, what we saw with, you know, Dodgers when, you know, they got down, you know, <laughs> after the grand slam and the extras and you know, half the stadium was leaving. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see that any out of any of the people that I, I, I know here when, win or lose, they're extremely dedicated to the, the, the Nats. So, so long as the Metro um, is still running. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> just saying uh, uh, look th- so they're not going to screw people with that right they're going to have the metro open extra late during the world series right i'm sh- i'm sure they'll 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 do diligent on that yeah they've, they've got to they've got to i would imagine so <laughs> <laughs> unless dan snyder owns the metro he'd find a way to f that up <laughs> oh Lord. That is a true story. <laughs> he, he would. I'm pretty confident they'll, they'll <laughs> they would let that happen. They should know better. Side note: I, I went ahead just out of curiosity. I looked that up uh, and I pulled the Wikipedia for the Texas Rangers, and so it says that um, they were established in 1961 as the Washington Senators, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the other team. So the Senators originally, let's see, 
After the city's first AL ball club, the second Washington Senators moved to Minnesota and became the Twins. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, nuts. The original Washington Senators were established in 1901 and moved to Minnesota in 1961. Uh-huh. Wow. And they were the Twins. And then the 1971 is when the second Senators moved to Arlington. So how did that, yeah, I mean, like, the timeline is, like, crazy. Huh. Anyway, that's nuts. I still think it's a shame. I, I had a random conversation with a dude at work because I, um, I had two hashtags on my door. One was sell the team, and the second was uh, just Nats because I, I was going to write how about Nat and who Nat. I was going to be goofy, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave it at Nats. And so this uh, one of my coworkers, who's an enormous Mets fan, and he's a, he's a funny dude. And so he's so he's telling me about his in-laws, and they're all Nats fans. And so he's, like, bogged down in this, like, family group chat. And he's like, I hate it. Because <laughs> they're all, like, going back and forth about the Nats and the Nats and the Nats. And so uh, he was just funny because he was like, yeah, I kind of wish they would sell the team. <laughs> I laughed. I'm like, yeah, I can see that as the, as the Mets fan. I can totally see that, that blast. But... Anywho, fun, fun history. But uh, part of that conversation was, man, like we were talking about baseball, and, and I, I told him that how much I loved baseball as a kid, but that strikes took a lot of that out of me. And I always felt like the Expo, I still feel like the Expos got robbed in that strike yeah. year, yeah, yeah. you know? And I know that's, I mean, it's not terribly important for the now, but it's still BS, dude. So 25 if, years ago. If Expos fans get some kind of, you know, enjoyment out of this, particularly if they can finish it. I mean, this is, you know, they're not done yet. <laughs> you got a lot, you got a lot still left to do. Um, but if Expos fans get a little enjoyment out of this, cool. I guess that's kind of like Sonics fans with the Thunder, you know, if you get something out of that. Although the Thunder couldn't finish, so maybe that's not the best example. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Uh, they're a dumpster fire now, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I keep forgetting that, uh, Westbrook's a rocket, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's still odd. So weird. Maybe Daryl Morey can tweet about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, China anyway. called us. They want to remove Whitfield from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we said no. Injustice, injustice oh. anywhere is a Whitfield everywhere. I totally get it. I totally get it. I, I completely everywhere. <laughs> I completely understand. Uh, anyway, speaking of Whitfield, let's go ahead and get him in here, man. Why not? Let me find a song for you. Oh Lord, what should I use for this guy? Yeah, you know what? Baby, we'll... baby shark. No, baby shark's too good for him. We'll go. Aww. We'll go classic with some quiet riot. Why not? Whitfield, what up? I was loud, loud, loud after I took out turd burglars undefeated this past weekend in the sports world. It's supposed to be first world fantasy problems, not first world fantasy victory. <laughs> oh! oh. 99 problems and fantasy problems aren't one. Wow, that's, okay? a, that's a bold statement, brother. So that's a bold statement, brother. I like that. I have a no... Rough, a little rough in the sports brew league. Finally got it going. I'm, ta- I'm playing some guy I think Dwarven in the... Uh, <laughs> League of Bastards, and that's going to be no issue. You and I might, uh, we may have something brewing you in know, um, 
Super League, you know? Yeah, I think my favorite thing is we were doing our, our little pre-podcast warm-up. Uh, we, we broke to, you know, go get beers and, you know, hit the head and that kind of stuff. And we're rolling back, and everybody's back except Whitfield, who's walking around in this Cousin Eddie-looking robe <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Shitter's full. Shitter's full, yeah. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I can, tell, I can totally see Whitfield, like, just, like, you know, draining the RV in a sewer somewhere. I can totally see that. I can totally see that, man. Smoking a cigarette in the yeah. morning, you know. Burn, burn, burning some heaters, dropping some deuces. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could see that. Anyway, still a nice sell job by the uh, <laughs> by the Packers. Ol <laughs> portrait flowers. Oh my man. god. There was a difference in the game. No, it wasn't. What if I, I hear that one more goddamn what, time? What I know about you is that if that had been reversed, you would be you would have been bitching for a month if you had flipped that and it had happened to the Packers and, and the Lions benefited from that. Okay, so he didn't he didn't, didn't get the arm Crossy would still had a thirty yarder and he would hit it. They would have had fifty seconds left in the game, no timeouts. So, oh, it was the difference in the game. Well, no, it wasn't. Look, well, yeah, but you know, you got Stafford with a strong arm. You got Galladay, who's got Jets, and I mean, I'm just look. You can't tell me that that didn't adversely impact the game. I'm not saying it ultimately changes the outcome, but this year has been problematic when it comes to officiating, whether it's the PI, the well, PI challenges. And you and I had a conversation after that game, and I felt like it was if they had just gotten Trey Flowers once, it would have been one thing. But they got him twice. And I think one time the OL, I can't remember his name at the moment, did a great sell job kind of arching his back a little bit. Back the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really sold it. But I don't think Trey Flowers had ever been hit ding for that penalty no. before in his, in his career. No. So <laughs> by the time you have two of those, one with under two minutes left, on third down, if I remember correctly. And yes, you are correct. If Even if that penalty had not happened, it would have been a sub-40 yard field goal for Crosby, which he should be able to hit. It's not a guarantee, but he should be able to, to hit that. Um, so at worst, maybe Mason Crosby does that. I don't know if he still does a Lambo leap. It's a lot, it's a lot farther to run for a kicker, maybe. That part was fun, by the way. I didn't realize that was his first Lambo leap. So good on him. Yeah. Good on him. But... It's not only the Trey Flowers thing, it's the, you know, them dinging the Lions for the 12 men on the field, which was the correct call, and then the Packers not getting called when they had 13 men on the field. It's a defense, a significant defensive PI that wasn't called against the Packers late in the game. Look, I'm happy Green Bay won, don't get me wrong. And, oh, you know, I do think, generally speaking, these things even out, but that was a poorly officiated game. When you have people questioning the outcome because of either betting or the spread, or it was in, you know, they were in it for the green, for, for the Packers. That's what you don't want. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people questioning the integrity of the outcome and the integrity of the game. And the officiating was bad enough in that game that people went there. I mean, it just, it was, that game was a tale of two halves. The way, the way I saw it, it seemed like for the first half, Pretty much all the first half, Detroit had the momentum, mm -hmm. and then towards the end of the uh, first half, it started sliding. 
and it and that the Green Bay's defense started tightening up. There was a hell of a lot more three and outs. I mean, I think Carry uh, on Johnson had eleven rushes for thirty five yards. Mm-hmm. They made the run non existent. Yeah, and then. I think that first play right off the bat, that flea flicker, kind of like threw, threw the Packers off and like, okay. Oh. And I mean, and I, it took them some time to they recover. Snuck, but... They snuckered him on that. That was that was a good that was a good play. Yeah, that was a good play. Yeah, I think the D- Green Bay's defense tightened up as the game went on, and then the um, offense. And I think we might have found a gem in um, Lazard. Maybe. I mean, it's one game, so it's hard to say. Uh, but that was a nice debut. Well, and they said a lot when Aaron goes out and say, I want him on the field. Yes. That, said, that says yes. a lot. Well, if he has confidence in you and verbalizes that, that right. that's significant. He doesn't do that with a lot of people. No. Uh, and maybe we just don't hear it in our market, but I don't I don't feel like that's something he spend, He does a whole bunch. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I mean, he threw, some, he threw some very good balls. And yes, Shannon, of course, just for you. You said balls. Bring me one of those chickens. That's right. But yes. those officials, dude. Cunts. Officials <laughs> 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 are like that. How? <laughs> yeah. How? Yeah, actually, you know, I was saving that for Andy Reid, calling a quarterback sneak for Mahomes with a bad ankle. You know man. what? Andy Reid, you, you deserve it. How do you fuck that up? And I'm not saying it's fair, but you know, you know, all of you know <laughs> that the next week or however long Mahomes is out, and hopefully it's not the rest of the season. Hopefully it's not significant. Maybe it's a couple of weeks or whatever. But however long it is, the next week of Sports Talk Radio, they're going to be hammering a- uh, Andy Reid, fair or not, for having him for having Mahomes do a quarterback sneak. It's a fluke injury. It's a fluke thing. I, we totally get that. But in the moment, the pushback, the lashback, the reaction, people are going to be like, seriously, dude, he's got a bum ankle. You have him doing a quarterback sneak. Why? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? It's going to gonna get be the first it, down. That's I know. It's going to be reactionary. There's going to be criticism. And maybe that's fair, but it, it's just football. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's a football play. It happens. A, right. I mean, it's unfortunate. It, it is unfortunate. Maybe we'll put him in a glass bubble next time. Or <laughs> we'll something. bubble wrap him. Yeah. Bubble wrap him, and, uh, you know. We'll, we'll we'll do it that way. Well, I mean, look, Tom, Tom Brady quarterbacks need a couple of TDs, right? So, I mean, why not? Yes, he did. He helped yeah. me out immensely. Yeah, we bit. Somebody was getting ready to Thank- say something. Mark, was that you? Yeah, I was just gonna, gonna see if I could throw in real quick on the on the, the Packers result because uh, mm-hmm. we were gonna go back to that. But yeah, go ahead. Um, well, if you want to go back to it later, I don't mind. No, no, no. Go ahead, because I was getting ready to go back to that now. Oh, okay. So go ahead. Um, uh, what you got on that? I was just going to say, I just think my, my biggest frustration, um, it's not even so much, yeah, I mean, screw the, I mean, I'm not saying, I was going to say screw the betting results. I mean, that, that stuff matters, and yes, but I mean, I usually say that people who say that the shit is rigged, I mean, that's nonsense unless we're talking about, like, <laughs> you know, European soccer or, like, you know. Or the, the Dolphins covering but not winning. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boxing back in the day and people taking dives uh i don't buy much of that shit anymore these days it's just it's just too much this it's not happening desmond but, howard disagrees with you i'm, I'm sure he does I get it. <laughs> did y'all but, see but, that I mean, did you see that desmond howard's oh, like yeah. people should check their bank accounts <laughs> desmond howard was pissed dude <laughs> And he he won MVP for the Packers Super Bowl. So yeah. he said yeah. that he said the NFL refs should be investigated. Check their bank accounts, man. <laughs> it's over the top. 
It's a comic, comical statement. Yeah, probably. But, um, anyway, go ahead. But, no, I mean, all I was going to say is in, in response to the, to the things that Whitfield's saying, like how, you know, uh, the game played out. It's true. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. their, the Detroit you know, in the first half, and, and the Packers were, you know, held most control in the second half when they needed they to, and Detroit, you know, certainly screwed up by, you know, only settling for field goals. Uh, but Green Bay obviously made plenty of mistakes, too. Bottom line was, you know, the end of the game was going to be a – one possession, one field goal game, one way or the other, and for the after what had already happened penalty wise, mm-hmm. for Detroit to suffer another penalty that prevents present prevents them from even getting a chance to get the ball back, is just horrendous. I mean that that yeah. that's that, it doesn't matter how the game's played out. I mean the Packers were not trying to get a touchdown. They weren't were not going to get a touchdown. They were they just want to get that three to get the win, and to to rip that away from the Lions. Awful, just awful. So I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess yeah. it wasn't as bad as them calling what six consecutive penalties in the Jets Cowboys game. It wasn't to that oh level, maybe. Oh my god, that was freaking <laughs> just brutal. It wasn't that bad, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 I just, I mean, I, I hate seeing the game yeah. being taken out of the players' hands. That, right. That's what I you agree. hate to see. I, it, I, it, I, it, I, it, let it because again, the Packers very likely still win. Yes, I'm play, I'm, there's, I have no, no problem saying that. I mean. It, but let let's let it see it happen. Don't don't put it in the ref's hands to you know to decide. By yeah. the way, yeah. Next Sunday night game, Packers versus Chiefs. Yeah. Well. Matt Moore versus Aaron Rodgers. Get excited. <laughs> well, if that Chiefs defense can play like they did tonight, then uh, that that could be a good game. But I mean, Kansas City still has weapons. Obviously, nobody is is like Mahomes. But they still have a lot of offensive weapons, you know? So there, there's talent around him. He'll have a week, assuming that obviously Mahomes doesn't play. Moore will have a week getting starters reps. He won't be coming in cold. If the defense plays like that, they'll be competitive. Little hint to Andy Reid. Run the ball! <laughs> I like that. Uh, a couple of fun factoids for you. Aaron Rodgers has won five straight games on Monday Night Football. Uh, 14 touchdowns, one pick during that. So, and which for him is it's actually seven of the last eight uh, Packers money that football games. But a weird stat, really weird stat. And I wouldn't. I knew they struggled the past couple of years, but I I kind of forgotten how bad it was. Uh, the Packers are three and zero this year versus NFC North divisional opponents. Do you know how many games they won in the past two seasons against NFC North opponents? Three. Three. <laughs> they've won the same number of games so far this year that they won the last two seasons combined against their division. That doesn't yeah, I didn't cr- think about that, but because they did mention how that the Lions run like a five-game winning yes. streak against yes against at Lambeau. Yeah, I don't know if it was at Lambeau. I think it was just five, I thought it was five games it was a, total. It was just a five-game winning streak. Oh, no, five games yeah. total. I thought they had won like the last three or three of last four at Lambeau or something. Well, if they, had a, if they had a five-game possible. win streak, then I'd say certainly, yeah, yeah, it could have been the last three. But so I mean, the Packers needed that win. The Lions obviously did too. But I'm I'm happy with the outcome. I don't like the tale of the tape, but I'm happy with the outcome. I always struggle when it's kind of like Mark's vantage point, which is if you feel like it's over-officiated at the end, um, mm. let, let the players settle it. If it's egregious, like, I don't want to see, you know, like when the Saints got robbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was an egregious non-call. Okay. Um, but there's a point where it's like, if you're going to let them let play, 
don't over officiate the end. Don't over officiate. Don't take it out of the player's hands to settle it because then you you end up with questions. Again, it may not change the ultimate outcome, but if you're a Detroit Lion, you're livid because you feel like the refs robbed you of, of an opportunity to win that game. Maybe you don't win it anyway, but at least you would settle it on the field instead of feeling like the refs settled it for you. Even, I, say it, I, say it, I say it every time whenever I'm yeah. talking about the refereeing. Call what you saw, not mm. what you think you saw. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think, I think. Hey, because it's because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be hands to the face, not hands to the chest. So said Trey Flowers. <laughs> well, and I think the first one when you saw his hand going up up towards his his um chin. Uh, through that yeah, area again, I, I think it came off, and I think that's what the refs on the second right. one. Right. Well, plus he's first one. I'll admit it. Totally yeah. no. Yeah, it, it's but tough. I think what he saw. It's tough. It, it? If it had just been one of them, it to me it wouldn't have been as bad. But to have both right. of those, that's where I'm like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it, it, and and when in when in the game, it just does matter. At the end of the game, you just. I just feel like it should be if it's egregious. If you have to, because we always talk about it, they could call holding on every single play if they yes. want to. That's not that's not the spirit of the rules. That's you know what I really hate is the hold that's totally far away from the play. Like, oh, why are you God. even why are you even calling a hold when it's not even by the day of ball? Like, I exactly. absolutely hate that. I saw that twenty yards away. Yeah, great, stupid. If it doesn't directly if it doesn't directly impact the play, can you not call that hold? I'm not saying they should hold. You know, but come on, man. I mean, the only thing I found funny uh, is I was listening to uh, Around the NFL podcast, and one of the guys was like, yeah, there was uh, the fans' level of being mad about the calls, then there was Booger McFarlane level of mad being at at those calls. (laughs) Booger was pissed. But you know what? He was much better being pissed than he was. (sighs) Booger's a tough, a tough deal, okay? He's had some rough, (laughs) he's had some rough analyst outings. Uh, I thought he was better. He's better being pissed off, right? <laughs> I thought he was at least on point with some of those than some of his prior work. And thank God he's just not in that roving cart with the TV screens on it. <laughs> thank God that's that's not around anymore. I swear, if I was at a game, I'd be throwing stuff at his head. Yeah, yeah. Out, I, I'm sure people. I would imagine people use that for target practice. It's you know what would have been great is if I it go to a Bills game. It was a Bills game and they were throwing like buildos at the guy in like the cart. That would have been great. That would have been the best. Booger Bills the, Mafia. Yeah, Bills Mafia takes out Booger McFarlane with a buildo. I mean that now that would have been Are fantastic. you saying they picked Booger off? Maybe okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I I was trying to think of something clever, but that you know, it's well, I mean, it's twelve thirty in the morning, so it's not even late yet, bro. Come on. I know, man. but the brain cell brain cell isn't working. So Let's see, Whit, Whit, Whitfield's making me wonder if he was the guy that like rolled up on Miles Garrett asking for an autograph and then punched him. <laughs> 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 cheap, cheap, cheap. What? What cheap kind shot. of an idiot? Cheap. I, Do you have to be to cheap shot Miles Garrett? I mean, NFL players are. You know what's crazy is is you think they're big on TV, but you don't realize how big some of those people are until you're like 
really if you sit lower bowl and you can really see them you know what i'm saying like or if you stand beside an nfl player and you're like holy crap that dude's arms are as big as my legs i mean they are like insanely jacked <laughs> miles know? garrett is a specimen yeah that took some holy so- crap was that like dude. was that a bad d-stat bet you know how like back in the day you got tased did somebody bet him some money to do that because how else does that make sense that takes some serious mahoney said, said, yeah, said uh put put your legs into it might have actually made me flinch <laughs> yeah he did say that uh police did find a guy but i mean like i mean garrett's 6'4 272 bro and chiseled and destroy yeah, most anybody like diesel. so stupid like that dude is so ridiculously chiseled. It's it, it's it's absurd. Yeah. I mean, whoever lost that bet lost the. Hey, here's the pumpkins that are habaneros. You know, try these <laughs> little pumpkins out. <laughs> yeah, I love that meme making around. That, that one's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. And I mean, I mean, let's not. I mean, I know it's, this isn't an example of like all wide receivers, but like think about DK Metcalf, who's a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've all seen the pictures of him looking like freaking Andre the Giant's muscles. Yeah. I mean, just massive. Um, I don't that know. dude's ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah. he's all kinds of beefed out as well great so yeah sport, sports for psa probably don't try to sucker punch an nfl lineman it's a bad idea uh, or an nfl player in general but uh just bad idea for you it's just a bad idea like i mean you remember this giants punter from a, a few years ago that oh, was just steve, steve, steve weatherford oh my god that dude was ridiculous yeah, it's probably I, I bet by mass i mean he was probably one of the strongest guys on the team <laughs> I mean, maybe if you punch Pat McAfee, because he'd probably think it was funny and buy you a beer. But um, otherwise, I mean, you're not punching anybody. I mean, you go punch Tom Brady, his bodyguards will beat your ass. <laughs> so Brady be on the ground going, ah, <laughs> he, would, he would not be able to get up probably. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say don't 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 cheap shot people. It's a bad idea. It's a bad look. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's a bad D stat bet. That is yeah. a real bad D stat bet. Don't I'm, do I'm, it. I'm above that. Don't don't try to bribe me to cheap shot somebody. I won't do it. Oh my god! As vertically challenged as you are, something you're actually above. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's outstanding, Justin. I mean, he's got to bring his, like, little four-foot ladder with him to, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to shut up now, Mark. That's why the dwarf cave's in the basement, man. You got lower ceilings, so it works out. (laughs) Works out. Hey, more space for me. I I, I get it. Uh, No, it's all good. It's all good, man. Uh, Too too tall, Jones, motherfucker. uh, (laughs) Side note, side note, side note, side note. A tip of the cap, by the way, to Simone uh, Biles. Uh, oh, winning her yes. 25th world championship uh, medal, uh, the most all time, uh, most all most all all time, most all time. <laughs> Kudos to her, man. I like how she's got like just an assortment of things that are named after her. We don't talk about a lot of gymnasts on the sports brew, but Simone Biles is an absolute certified badass. Kudos to her. Go, cheers, salute. Yeah, salute. I just I didn't want to forget about that man. She deserved at least a a a little little dap and a little recognition. 100%. So did Della Don, by the way, for uh, having a good first pitch. She can give uh, uh, Fifty Cent some lessons, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
She gave old Fitty some, some primers and had to throw a first I mean, pitch out. Dude, like Washington, D.C.'s becoming championship central, man. man. You got the Caps and now the Mystics and now you got the Nats. Yeah, man. Well, Dance they're not done, they're not done yet. They're not done lessons, yet. Bitch. You know what's odd is I. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it was Dan Patrick or or what show it was on. If it was Dan Patrick or the Junkies or whatever, and somebody was mentioning how when the Caps won the Stanley Cup, how like it didn't sit well with Dan Snyder or the Redskins like leadership. And it's like, why, dude? Why would you hold anything against anybody else in your sport, in your area, in your region winning? What kind of a dick bag are you? You know what I mean? To have a problem with other teams delivering and winning? It's because you suck. Is it is it because you think you hold the market captive and that everybody should suckle at the teat of Dan Snyder and Redskins fandom for you delivering a bag of shit product? Fuck out of here with that. Hey, so it's, it's funny you say that, Captain, because I pulled up an article from Yahoo and it mm. said, we DC family said after the national support of the Caps Cup run, the Caps are now eager to return to favor to the Nationals. And I think that's that's a really cool thing. Obviously, El, uh, Del Dunn doing the first pitch for the uh, Nats. That was a but, good I mean, first pitch. Nate, yeah, now, yeah, dude, that strike. I mean, that was boom, strike. But, I mean, now you got the Caps who are going to come out and support the Nationals. I mean, that that's awesome. It is awesome. Dan- that's what you should do. You should Absolutely. be happy. You should celebrate your community. Let me tell you what. However it is you feel about sports, even if you're not a sports ball person, the thing that's awesome about a good sports town is that it's community and it's bonding. And what you want to see, what you want to see is that a community rallies around their team and they can mm-hmm. share a beer, share a drink, share an outing, share a night, share a story with each other. There was a hilarious post-game interview with the Nats after they after they beat the Cardinals' asses. And so everybody's partying, and I love this this interview, this man on the street interview, and this dude's going crazy celebrating. And so the reporter's like, "How long have you been a Nats fan?" And the guy's like, "Since today." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was so honest, it was hilarious. But what you saw were people rallying around the team, right? And that's one of the things. Even if you're not really a sports person, right? If you could enjoy the moment. And a community can rally around it, a team, a franchise, an organization, players. That's fun. And it is it is glue for a community. It is a bonding experience for people. Right? It matters. Truly, That's what yeah, you want. And if you if if you if it as an organization, as an owner, if you aren't happy for your community when other sports teams in your region win, that's a you problem. F- and that and that oh i'm not saying that's true i'm just saying people talked about it and if that if that is legitimate that is a a horrendously sad reflection on that organization's leadership and ownership because they should be out there sending players if they can go and support the caps or the nats or the mystics or whatever the damn soccer team's name is you know, United, the United, DC if they could United. be united with the United, they should do it. They should. It's community, dude. It matters. I, I 100% agree. I mean, there's nothing 
Like you remember uh, a couple years ago when the the Cavaliers, LeBron James and J.R. Smith out in Game Seven, the World Series. J.R. Smith out with the shirt off in the eighth inning after Cleveland ties it up, and you know everybody's going nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. look, su- support your teams, man. Get it out there, have some fun with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and Bradley Beal, si- uh, you know, signing that extension today when he could have said peace out if he wanted to, and he's like, now nah, I'm going to stick around. Well, look, that's awesome. look what's happening. Everybody else is going to turn it around other than the Redskins. All the bad sports karma apparently is dumped on Dan, which honestly is probably the way it should be. Take a, it, shit, it on, take a shit on Dan Snyder, karma. Please, thank you. It's okay. Let everybody else be good. Completely defecate on Dan Snyder's head. It's totally fine. I am good with karmic justice of bags of shit. McNabb can one-hop them onto Dan Snyder's like, face. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Holes in the yacht, eh? Okay. God, I sound like such an asshole. Uh, You're pretty much speaking for most. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Randy. That's because you are. Look, spoken. Yes. Spoken. Captain is or can be an asshole, yes. But we all can be. But B. Yes, I know. But B, Dan Snyder. You know, fuck that motherfucker, man. He deserves it. Wow, <laughs> look, you got Shannon dropping blast. Look, you know, get your shit together, dude. Get your shit together. Can I drop? Well, I don't want to totally like ruin the moment. If there's more to be said on this, but I have a really funny, random as hell aside that Snarky just made me think of. Well, I was gonna. I no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll save this for right, right. after you. All right. So I, I don't know, Justin. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Justin maybe saw about this. I doubt the rest of y'all would have. Maybe. Anyway, this is going back a few weeks, but uh, the U.S. Open, uh, when Serena Williams played Maria Sharapova, mm-hmm. where they've, I mean, Maria's known to have this weird beef with Serena over nothing, and, I mean, Serena's obviously just destroyed her on the court, but uh, I think Maria maybe stirred it up a little bit with a comment or two or something, so Serena's husband shows up to the match, and the match happens, and it ends, and Serena crushes her, and then, like, at the end of the match, her husband stands up, and he's wearing this button-up shirt, but, like, he unbuttoned some of it, and underneath of his button-up shirt, he was wearing a dare shirt, you know, like our high school dare shirts, because mm-hmm. of Sharapova way back in, a few years ago gotten some shit for, like, performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs. So, so fantastic. I mean, that is just so snarky and freaking fantastic. <laughs> I love it. He absolutely won that day. Uh, there was a meme floating around within the past week that cracked me up, and it was um, it was I don't remember the mascot, but it was a lion wearing the dare shirt. I remember the <laughs> dare program, but I'd forgotten about the lion. And it was just a picture of the lion wearing the dare shirt, the D with the, in the red, le- the black shirt with the red lettering, right? D A R E. And it, and the the text on it was just like, you know, so disappointed in all of you as adults. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's fairly accurate. Oh, uh, you know what? It, this is this is you know this was said in jest on a show, but I I feel like this is a true. This is like, you know, if sports was a marriage, this would be that marriage. Like this for the Redskins. About your family. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last twelve years. <laughs> That sports fandom in D.C. for the Redskins. A loveless marriage. Years? Yeah. To an old battle axe named Kim? 
she cursed my life with three stepchildren named Star, RJ, and Ryan. Uh, Bruce Allen, get it right. And I have one rotten grandson. <laughs> no wonder. That dude that was guy. hilarious, by the way. Hilarious. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> did you did you hear his explanation for why for why they did that? No. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Because so, uh, uh, Inside Edition, good old Inside Edition, man, uh, interviewed interviewed this dude. And, it, it, of course, that went viral. I mean, you know, it, that was a riot. But they did catch up and interview this guy. He talked about it. And they, they did this. He did it on purpose. He talked about how people, always, they always kind of sounded the same. You know, they had this, this little gloss they had for their family, their wife. And so this was a little saucy. A little, they were just having fun with it. What made you decide to do this? We've been watching the show for so long. And people typically have the uh, a template of how they introduce their their loved ones, and I thought, nah, I didn't want to do that. I know you're being uh, facetious. Absolutely, I love them uh, like no like nobody's business. The whole family was in on it. It's a once in a lifetime experience, and I wanted to give them a once in a lifetime introduction. Blair, humpback whale. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of his family, here's that grandson. His name is Noah, and he's quite the opposite of rotten. He's the sweetest little guy in the world, and he and I are best buddies. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 <laughs> So, I mean, great, great. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage. My battle axe wife <laughs> stuck with three, <laughs> three stepchildren and a rotten grand. I mean, it was hilarious. That was funny. So kudos to that guy for going viral. You know, I still remember years ago, I was working on a project with somebody when I was doing my MPA. And someone was like, how do you make something go viral? And I'm like, unless you're really good at marketing, you probably can't just make something go viral. You just have to hope you create something that enough people, enough people either find funny or outrageous. And then it just takes a life of its own. If you knew the magic formula to get everything to go viral without having to pay for it to go viral, that's the other thing that people forget. You know, you can pay for a lot of placement. But like for something to organically just truly go viral on its own, it's it's hard to make it, it's hard to make that. That guy did it. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was fantastic. So being facetious, of course. Humpback whale. Good job, dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's yeah. Loveless marriage and Dan Snyder is the battle axe of fucking fail. <laughs> <laughs> Killing me, man. Fucking Redskins. That's why I have to have this beer colonization. <laughs> Adroit theory. And Rod Gardner beverages. How is it the only coach under Snyder with a winning record is Mark? Well, actually, not even a win without a losing record. Let me rephrase that. The only coach without a losing record under Dan Snyder is Marty Schottenheimer, and he freaking fired him after one year. Because we've said before, that was the biggest mistake Idiots. of his career. Yeah. I mean, like, I was excited about Spurrier. I was. It was, a, it, it was a bad idea, dude. It did not work out. It did not work out, bro. Not at all. He did shoddy wrong. Does anybody know, uh, uh, is Schottenheimer suffering from Alzheimer's? Or, I mean, Oh, dude, really? I think, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's having some significant health problems. Oh, but I don't, no. I don't remember how old he is. Uh, have we ever talked about that? Uh, no, this is the first I've heard of. I know he's in his seventies, maybe early eighties. I think. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah, it is. Schottenheimer facing life with Alzheimer's. Yep. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. Yeah. Regular Damn, two six three. He's tall. Two hundred, one hundred, twenty-six, and one. Good on him, man. 
That sucks, though. Because, like, he was coaching in some random, I don't think it was a CFL. He did some, like, you know, coaching in some other leagues. But, like, you just haven't heard anything about that guy in a while. So, I hope he's doing okay. Coach, I'll raise raise a glass to old Marty Schottenheimer, man. Absolutely. Shame he didn't have more playoff success. Really is. uh, And that was... uh... 2017 when he diagnosed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, all right, where are we at? I mean, we already cleared an hour. Okay. How about this? Why don't we wrap up segment one? We actually do need to spend some more time with the Nats. So we didn't really finish everything off, but quite frankly, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to like, you know, go water some trees. <laughs> And um, and I've been so saucy. I've been crushing these beers and my beverage. I need a new beverage. Two, so two things real quick. Yeah, that 06 Chargers team may have been his best team ever, and the fact that they lost to Brady and Belichick just shows you how great Brady and Belichick are. And, and second, um, you guys. Every one of you have met John, my buddy, who's a big DC guy. Mm-hmm. And he is just, he's DC through and through. And just to see the smile on his face and just, uh, you know, just talking to him, how much this run has meant by the Nats. Oh, I'm sure a ton. Uh, has just been just everything. He's a lifelong DC sports fan. He's, you know, he's in our age bracket. This this run by the Nats is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, so you can imagine, like, he he's been sending us articles about like all these old timers, you know, these guys are in their seventies and eighties from DC, who are just loving this run at this point. So, it, whenever a team, like, whenever a place hasn't had something for a while, and like one of these teams makes a run is it's just such a big uplifting like you were talking about earlier justin for the community it's mm-hmm. just so uplifting it just brings a lot of people together so that cool you know good job by the nationals absolutely absolutely but yeah we can take a quick break we're gonna come back and we we're gonna wrap up some stuff with the uh, nats uh we need to talk about the astros and the yankees and i'll ask your you know your opinions on a couple of things with that uh, we have some more football to get to and probably touch on a little smidge of college football uh, with a shout out to South Carolina for taking care of Georgia. I can't believe Georgia lost that damn game, dude. Oh, my god! Weren't gosh, they favored dude. by like 20 points or 21 yes. or something ridiculous? Over 20, yes. Oh, my God. Ugh. Uh, Mark didn't self-gloss and break his arm, pat himself on the back for uh, South Carolina, Georgia, like he did with uh, the Jets and and the Cowboys, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't my, think my, either my, one my, of us put my money where my mouth was. Uh, sh- I'll show you my receipts. <laughs> yeah, no, Uh-oh. that's good. That's good, man. I, I just I thought it was hilarious that you were like, I gotta post this. It was a good call. It was a it was a great call. It was a great call. And God bless. Let me tell you what. As awful as this season is for the Redskins. I can take a great deal of, of satisfaction in the Cowboys going 3-0 and then going 0-3 and, and losing to the Jets. That was great. <laughs> that was satisfying. This Jets team at, this Jets team at home with Darnold back will be interesting. I, yes. I'm certainly not pretending that they're 
a good team as a whole by any stretch, but they've got players. I mean, they've they do. got offensive weapons. They do. They do. Darnold is a really interesting dude to watch. He's, he's, he's got a cannon of an arm. Uh, they, they're an interesting team. So I don't know what their ceiling is, but we yeah. certainly saw their floor. They're much better than what their floor <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? They're much no, better than that. They're much better than They're much that, better yeah. than that. With Darnold back, here, here's like fun rando factoids for you, okay? With Darnold back against against the Cowboys, okay, Le'Veon Bell had a rushing touchdown. That was their first rushing touchdown for a running back this season, okay? Gosh. And not only did they have their first running back rushing touchdown, they had their first touchdown by a, a wide receiver in this game, too. Oh Think gosh. about that. Robbie Anderson had a 92-yard touchdown. That was the first touchdown by a Jets wide. What a great way to have your first one, 92 yards, dude. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Think about how bizarre that is. Week six, awful. Justin. But, but they're, a much, they're a much better team. They're a much better team with Darnold under center. And I know the Cowboys are beat up and people are piling on them, which I enjoy. But, you know, they lost Amari Cooper. Uh, they're obviously down their tackles and, and th- those are huge issues, but you know, if, if Dak, if Dak wants to be treated as, as an upper level elite guy and paid as an upper level elite guy and Zeke has been paid as an upper level elite guy, then it's one thing to battle back into that game, but you need to, you, you know what I'm saying? Like the last three weeks, you gotta, you gotta play better than what they've done. What what they're so they're so absurdly inconsistent. Yes, I, I just I just don't get it. it they're weird, I'm, I'm dude. Thrilled, I'm thrilled to I'm thrilled to watch it, but I don't. Of get course, it. you look at their team, and they should be so much better. The, the, the division should have easily been theirs. Once we started mm-hmm. seeing the, the Eagles with their flaws coming into the season, mm-hmm. the Giants with their issues, and you know, the Redskins trying to you know, run Dumps away to the fire. CFL. Like, <laughs> come on! Can the Redskins get relegated? Can they? Is that what I, it is? I think it needs it needs to happen. Hey, Redskins only two games out, man. Yeah. How is it it that Brett Meyer makes a a 62-yard field goal and misses a freaking, what was it, a 40? How do you you make a 62 and miss a 40, dude? Come on, man. How do you you F that up? That's a great question. How do you do that? He made a 50, a 32, and a 62 and misses a freaking 40. Come on, man. By the way, Justin. Yeah. Uh, just random song reference you just made. You said, "How bizarre is that?" Oh my you gotta god! Break out how Do bizarre! You... Oh lord, that's actually in the sports group pray, uh, playlist. This is not Tim Tebow. This is not. That would be Tim Tebow's playlist, the playlist, right? <laughs> Drink, talk, pray. <laughs> that's OMC. Right? Isn't that that, that group? Oh, or drink, drink, fail, pray. It's something. How bizarre. Here, here you can drink, fail, pray. No. <laughs> has he gotten married yet? Has he, has he, has he lost his virginity? Has he scored uh, in real life? I don't know. There you go. I have not heard this song in a long... Thanks, MacGuffin. Hey. Yeah, great. I know it's random, but I had to bring it. Name the group again? Uh, OMC. This song, somebody's using this, I think it might be an insurance commercial or something really weird, and they redid the lyrics for some funky commercial. How bizarre. Mm-hmm.
That's so funny. It, it just when you said that, that just randomly hit my yeah. head, dude. I was just like, that's oh. good. Look at look at MacGuffin with like song pulls. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't happen often because you guys are the song like masters. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but dang. Nah, you're right. Thank you, McGuffin. <laughs> you you are. Trust me. <laughs> The twenty-five or thirty thousand, whatever. Thirty. I don't, I don't know. Four, I think I got forty thousand by now. That's uh. That's why I see those shoes as both. Uh, what was it? Uh, green and gold, and white and blue, or gray and blue. I don't know. Whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> my, my my brain is broken. I see it both ways, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. That's a good way to end is on the satisfaction from the Cowboys sucking ass. That always yes. makes me that always makes me happy. <laughs> I'll take it makes that. Makes all of us happy. Yeah, that does. Let, um, let's be honest. That is one of the that is one of the most ridiculously fair weather teams or fair weather fan bases in the NFL. And they come out of the woodwork when they're when they're good. And man, do they disappear like people like what is that the whole joke like going down to sewers? You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like they're gone. My God. Cowboys win. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. Poof. They disappear, I, man. I told Shannon, and Shannon's like, here's something, because he had found the Cowboys meme. And because I, I love trolling Cowboys fans. I love Cowboys fans, and I, worse, I love trolling marketing with Eli and the Giants. That says a lot. That 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 was so broken up and disjointed and effed up. I don't quite know what the hell you said. Which he is said fit- he likes to troll uh, Cowboys fans' losses more than he likes to troll Mark with uh, Eli. That's a bold statement, man. It sounded like I heard, thought I heard smoking cock in there somewhere, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Cousin Eddie Pole Smoker here on the Sports Brew. Save the neck for me, Clark. I mean, are you saying shitter's full because you're tossing salad? I mean, what's happening here? (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, why did you do that? Mark, why did you do that? You set up the danger zone, brother. That was awful. He's moving into a new house next Friday, man. That's it's a bad he, idea. He's feeling good. He's feeling large and in charge right now. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, we all we need to, now is just drop a Todd reach around reference and we're complete. We got we got salad tossing. We got pole smoking, and now barely we have a reach around. <laughs> If you oh dreamed a God. dream that a sports episode would have all these references at the end of segment one, take a shot. <laughs> Woo. Or go play the lottery, one or, or the play. other. Yeah, go play the lotto. Blame <laughs> it, it on the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. We will. We always do. <clears throat> My God, that was dumb as hell. Randy, you were right in pre-podcast. Stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a prophetic. Not a, not quite as prophetic as Bryce Harper with his. We want to bring a title back to DC. <laughs> Press conference as a Philly. That was that's still my that's one of my favorite things. That's outstanding. I, I still love that. That is in- last before you go to break. Mm-hmm. What? A couple of days ago when the uh, they did clinch. 
the Nats clinched. Uh-huh. It was actually Bryce Harper's birthday. Wasn't it the next day? Was it the same day or the next day? No, same day. That's hilarious. How old is he? 26, 27? Seven. 27. Yeah, happy birthday, Bryce Harper. He can cry himself to sleep with his $330 million or whatever it was. Yes. <laughs> but it, it it is funny. Mark, help me out here. Is it Bill Simmons that has the Ewing theory or whatever? Isn't that what it's called? Where you know a player leaves and then you do better? Or something. Yeah. There's like some kind of thing with that. And and it's odd. It really is very strange. And um, whether it's fair or not, and really it isn't, but I mean, the whole, the whole Bryce Harper thing's become a running gag over the you know course of the playoffs. But whether it's because Bryce is not there, whether it's fair or not, this team has incredible chemistry. Yes. Incredible chemistry. Oh, yeah. And they have rallied up, you know, this whole stay in the fight thing. Think about what it meant to that fan base, to the organization. And Bryce Harper, you know, he he made a choice. He did what he wanted to do. He made a business decision. He made a business decision. But as a fan base that is spurned, as teammates, and maybe they don't look at it this way, but as as a fan and at doing this podcast, it's, you know, you get to speculate and have fun. But... There has to be on some level, like some of these people are like, yeah, you know, well, the fans, you know, for sure, are like F you, dude. <laughs> but you have to wonder if some of the teams like, man, I can't believe you, you left us. Right. And they might be happy about Soto and a whole bunch of them. Well, clearly they are now, obviously. But that's a that's a tough start. They had a lot of struggles to begin the season. And then you think about just the evolution of the year for them, where they are now and what they could potentially finish with. I, I, I think mean, that's what? a good point, Justin, but let's take a break, yes. come back, and I think the the Nationals use that as the, their fuel, if you if you kind of get where I'm going with maybe, this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, like Andy Reid, they have a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> yes, and they ate it. <laughs> and they ate it. Okay, on that note, look, we're the Sports Brew. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You can find us on Keywords or Sports and Brew. You can find us on uh, iTunes, LiveSportsCaster.com. Of course, our home feed on Podbean, a whole host of other services because they rip from our feed, which they should do. Sharing is caring, much like the Care Bears. It's the Sports Brew, so Just feel free. Just give us credit, please. Yeah, there you go. That's all, that's all we need. Uh, payment would be even better, but at least, uh, you know, a little plug and a little love. Free is, is, beer. Yeah, free beer. Like that Pokemon costume that I shared in the sports tree chat, a, a, a little plug goes a long way. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to attach the tail. Yo, that's a butt plug. That's why you don't know how to attach the tail. On that note. Wow. Yeah. Well, we just lost payment at that point. Yeah, that, that's the end of that. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a stand to that. <laughs> well, what was that? Was it um, what was that story with like the little Dutch boy and plug in the dike? Do you remember oh, like I... as a kid when there like a story or a fable with like the two little Dutch kids having to plug a dike? No, <laughs> does nobody else remember that? Yes. No. Oh, God, Whitfield remembers that, of oh, course. Here, 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 hold on. <laughs> While you're looking real quick, just let me uh, finish. I want to sort of get this start across. I do think this is the Nats' best shot to win it because there's no guarantee Rendon resigns. What oh, does the... he does resign, yeah. 
What does the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dam mean? That sounds dangerous. What? <laughs> well, we were talking about Pikachu and a butt plug, so I was going to go somewhere with the, with the <laughs> Dutch oven, Dutch loving, and, the, and, and perhaps for the WNBA as a follow-up to last week. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, let's not do that. Uh, if there ever was a time for Let It Go to come on, this is now the time. I'm looking at a page that says, what does the finger in the dike mean? It's killing me. Oh, my. Let it go, bro. Let it go. Come on now. Oh, can we break free from this? <laughs> Those are two good requests. And that's three good requests. <laughs> you gotta hit them all. I'm sorry. But... I mean, where are we going with this? I, God, no. It, it's a train, and we're heading Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Otherwise, I'm going back to Pikachu butt plugs and, and, and plugging dykes. We gotta get uh, out of you, here. You owe me and Randy, bro. Come on. What? What do you want? You pay it off. <laughs> you want to break free? I don't. I don't. I don't think the Pope is gonna hashtag bless that like he did the Saints. That's for sure. I can, t- I can tell you. That. I can tell you that much. Oh my Mark God. Money on the Saints right now. Oh God. Oh. Okay, okay. Wrap it up, segment one. I just want to know if Lindy's baby is broken free yet. <laughs> Has Emily let it go? <laughs> oh, wow. Lindy will laugh at this, or Chris will laugh at this. Emily, maybe no, not so much. No, she'll be like, She assholes. may be like, fuck or F you guys. <laughs> Hold on, my water broke. Shit. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Well, after that happens, you know she's going to go salt and pepper. You know where I'm going with this one. Oh, oh, of course I do. Of course. Oh, Oh, my Lord. Push it. (laughs) That's right. All right. Once you hit them contractions, Emily. <clears throat> Man, that's a mess. Uh, Although that's literal and figurative. <laughs> that's what she said. I've had two. Randy with the, the Serenda Cobra, Matt with the forehead palm. All I know is like after Logan was born, they brought in uh, medical students because they wanted to inspect and look at the placenta, and it was like the weirdest thing. <laughs> Like what? It's always. It's so strange, dude. Anyway, push it. There you go. Push it. This might be the strangest end to a segment we've ever had. Doing a white boy dance. That's right. Those jackets are baller, dude. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That was. That was like Mark doing an impression of a cat doing an impression of salt and pepper. I don't know. Find that again. What is happening? 
<laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> hey, in all honesty, though, Chris Emily, healthy baby, healthy mama, Linda, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, you yeah, will. But... And you can celebrate the Nats when you bring that baby into the world. That's right. It's gonna be baby shark. I love that they do that. It drives me up a wall, but it's hilarious that they do that. What's the dude's name? Para? Para? Yeah, para. Isn't it Para? Is it Para? I thought it was Para. Hell yeah, man. Look, I love this Is that this song. you doing a voiceover, by the way? Because that totally sounds like <laughs> Like me? I know. I wish I was getting royalties from this thing. I can tell you that. It really does three, sound like you. Let's see. God, what are the, there's 3.6 Billion, not million, billion oh, views Christ. on YouTube. Did we been on the Baby Shark train? Like, I'd have to go back to the first time we referenced it, but it was a long, long time ago. It was a oh, yeah. long time ago. And uh, in my notes, I actually, I was joking around. Like, I mean, I always thought it was funny, but I, I kind of like the song. It's catchy, and my kids like it, obviously. And then there were the people that did it standing beside their car. There were videos with that. Uh, so there's, I mean, it has been around for a while. You'd be surprised how old Baby Shark actually is. But it didn't um, catch on till it took a while. Well, it called it's one. It's it's like a lot of things that go viral. It catches on in segments, and then it takes a while for it to be like so widespread that virtually everybody knows it. Which at this point, everybody does. I guarantee you, in ten years or twenty years or whatever the hell it is. And there will be a club, like, they're going to drop Baby Shark in a club, and people will go absolutely apeshit <laughs> over it. It's going to be hilarious. Um, yeah. But in my notes, writing about this, and again, yes, we need to take a break. We're trying to. It's going to happen. I swear to God, it will happen. But, you know, I, I get an absolute kick out of that song, and uh, I think it's great that the Nats, that that's a thing for the Nats. You got people dressed up as Left Shark. Hilarious. Yes. You got yes. people doing like like a shark clap <laughs> i think it's fantastic and again we go back to one of the things we were talking about community when was the last time you saw that amount of fan love and satisfaction at a freaking redskins game when joe gibbs the first time yeah, maybe 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 is it hararo para is that how you say his name that's his walk-up song and he went pa, through, yeah, Para. I, I just know the last yeah. name. Uh, he had all kinds of struggles, and he and he was talking with his daughter. He had tried a whole bunch of different walk-up songs. Was talking with his daughter, uh, and he suggested that he did it. He stuck with it. He broke out of his slump. Who knew the slump buster was going to be? He it wasn't a humpback whale. It was baby shark. How about that? That was a slump buster. <laughs> it was not the Mark Gray slump. Buster. <laughs> it was not the Mark Gray slump buster. It was baby shark. But I love how the fan base has adopted it. And I know it's it's cliche, you know yes, it's kind of irritating. I totally get it. But it's one of those things that people have just latched on. And if you have fun with it, it's much better than just being like. Oh my god, I hate it. Shannon, it's like being a parent. You could so get annoyed at everything little kids do, or you can just run with it and have fun with it and call it a day. Absolutely. And that's what they've done. And yeah. I think it's I think it's wonderfully enjoyable. So I enjoy that. Yep. That look. 
The little girl looks so awkward in this video. Doing Grandma Shark. It's so funny. Anyway. All right. Let's take a break. Let's for real take a break. We're going to... We got to do it. I have to pee so it's bad. It's time. It's time. I, I got to pee so bad, dude. <laughs> uh, this colonization IPA is like, let me out. <laughs> let me go. I must be free. Cousin Eddie, shitters fall. Anyway. All right. Uh, we're, we're the Sports Brew. Keyword to Sports and Brew. I've already said all the other stuff. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. And we'll finish up whatever the hell this is going to turn into. Dear oh, God. Lord. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes and water some trees. But we are back. And uh, hopefully we will recover from the uh, Redskins e Redskin-esque dumpster fire that was the end of that segment. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Shark, plug-in dykes. It was all kinds of disastrous. So, I tell you what, let's tighten up some stuff with the Nats. Uh, I think that's obviously timing is super relevant. And uh, then we can talk a little bit about the Astros and the Yankees as well. So, I do have some questions, particularly for Mark, about that one. So, look, um, monstrous kudos to the Nats. I mean, to, to just deliver a four-game sweep and just to, just to beat down the Cardinals, uh, especially in that culminating <laughs> game four was fantastic. Uh, they have a six-game winning streak to break into the World Series, which is fun. Um, they dropped seven runs in the first inning on the Cardinals, which was just incredible. They never trailed in the series against the Cards, ever. That's insane. Just incredible. Patrick Corbin had 10 strikeouts in the first four innings of, a, a, of that postseason game. That was the most in postseason history, by the way. They did some things. I mean, look, Major League Baseball has been around a very, very long time. And I know Mark's only been giving me lessons in MLB for like the past three weeks. So there's there's lots that I don't know. <laughs> there's lots that I don't know. But the Nats did a lot of things that are historical. Now, I don't know clearly. You're going to hear a lot of people talk about the layoff uh, between them locking up the NLCS and whatever happens with the ALCS. We've got a ways to go, uh, you'd think. Um, so they're going to have a bit of a layoff and in some aspects that can be tough. I thought I heard somebody, I thought I heard a reference that of like the last 10 teams that, you know, uh, did a sweep or had, had a locked up, you know, a series that early compared to the other one, you know, they went on to lose nine to 10 or eight to 10. It was like, it doesn't really, that's fit. correct. Yes. It, it, it's a really oddball kind of stat. But we'll doesn't see what happens. Well no, it, it 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 doesn't. But they've already overcome a lot. You know, nineteen. They're only the third team with a nineteen and thirty-one start to make the playoffs, uh, and they've done a lot of tremendous things. I mean, they trailed three-one in the eighth to Hater. They trailed three-one in the eighth to Kershaw. Both elimination games, both comeback victories. They never trailed versus the Cardinals. They've already done some incredible things. Howie Kendrick's story is incredible. Um, obviously, oh they have the Baby Shark song. Uh, the Nationals, by the way, are the first team ever to have three consecutive starting pitchers strike out at least 11 in a postseason game. Ridiculous. Amazing. The Nationals held the Cardinals to a 130 batting average, the lowest in any seven-game series in Major League Baseball history. You know SB approves. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm sure any time a Cubs fan can watch the Cardinals flail and fail it is a win in their book <laughs> so i mean it just it, it, again there's a lot of things that are just phenomenal it's a, it's an incredible run 
what they've accomplished so far in the postseason is commendable. It is historic. It has certainly been enjoyable for the fan base. You have the Bryce Harper factor. You've got you, – I mean, it's, it's just a lot of storylines with it, so, which makes it a lot of fun. It really has. Now, I don't know what you – know, depending on who they faced in the World Series, I think – you know, the Astros were the favorites going into it. Uh, I would imagine most people would. I mean, Mark, don't you think whoever comes out of the ALCS will be favored? Oh, absolutely. Realistically, I mean. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily by a massive amount, but uh, because of the, the Nats. Nats have proved themselves. So, yes. I mean, it's, 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 it wouldn't be huge. I think it's going to be larger if it's the Astros. If the Yankees somehow come back and get there, it would be a little lesser, I think. But if it's mm-hmm. the Astros, I'll put it maybe like Astros minus 150 series price. How'd the game go tonight? Uh, Astros won, I believe, 8-3. to three. Ooh, So that yeah. puts the Astros up 3-1 to one in the series. So, do you think by the time I post this podcast tomorrow that the Astros have closed that out? I don't actually. Okay. I, I think do. I think the Yankees get one more win. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I think it's <laughs> I, I think it's uh uh bye. You think it's a gentleman sweep? I, I think it's uh what's the the New York New York Sinatra when they win and New York New York who when they lose. What you're talking about. <laughs> I, I think it's by Mofo <laughs> from Houston. Because Houston's going to end that nonsense tomorrow. Well, they may. Well, they, they may. But if, if they don't, I mean, if, if the, the Yankees get back to, to, to Cole, they're they're done. I mean. It, I, it don't I, matter. I, like, the Yankees ain't winning three more games in this series. So it don't matter when Justin posted this. It's going to be Nationals-Astros. Period. All right, you're you're you're, you're, you're probably right, but I mean, can I say? I mean, well, we're we're I know we're mostly really talking about the Nats right now, but sorry, Mark. Oh no, you're good. But I was gonna say if uh, if uh, we're talking about the Astros real quick, yeah. I think the thing that just blows me away. I mean, there's so many things that blow me away about them. Um, but uh, Garrett Cole, his his stats for this season and and really especially of late. It's mind blowing. I mean, we can. Well, the Nats pitchers deserve their due, and we'll we'll give them their due as well. But yes, we will uh, right here. So regular season, Cole was twenty and five, uh, American League leading two point five ERA uh, against the Rays in the divisional series. He was two and zero with a point five seven ERA. Um, since May twenty seventh, he's eighteen and zero with a one point six six ERA. Woo. Um, and again, against the, against the Rays, two, start, two starts, faced 54 batters, struck out 25, scattered six hits, gave up one run. I, I mean, those are just like, again, that's when we talk about video game numbers, that's video game numbers. I, I, I mean, we're t- uh, I think uh, Whitfield did make a, a point that I would agree with that uh, it's too bad for the Nats, but I just I don't think that they're going to be able to keep – as good as they are and as appealing as I think it would be for most players to stick with a team like the Nats for next year, I don't think that the Nats are going to be able to afford Rendon, and I don't think the Astros are going to be able to keep Cole. And I think most of his teammates kind of know that. It's 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 tough because, I mean, uh, both of these teams, the Astros and the Nats, look solid for several more years to come at least. But uh, when guys put up numbers like Rendon and Cole have put up, the amount of money they can make in the offseason – uh, and the free agency pool is just 
obscene and certain teams that have enough guys that got to spread it around. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they can pay them. Not, 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 not quite their, their market value. So, um, but, uh, Yes. Again, anyway, agreeing with Shannon that whether tomorrow or maybe one more game later, the Astros certainly should finish off the Yankees, and I'm pretty damn sure they will. All right, let's let's run with the assumption that that's going to happen. The Nats pitching has been incredible, and it's one thing to talk about, you know, a better team over the course of the season. But all you need is four games or five games or six, right? right? right. So the short series, man. And the Nats starting pitching has been incredible. Incredible. I think what when you look back at some of the some of the things that have gone their way, you think about, you know, botched plays. You know, the Brewers had uh I can't remember the guy's name, but whoever was filling for uh Yelich, right? Totally the, the mi- ro- mishandled ro- 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 Yeah, mis- yeah. mishandled that play. And then the Cardinals looked like they were smo- you know, they were hanging out with Snoop and Willie or something before that first inning, man. They had some they had some real struggles in game four, bro. You know. Um I saw I saw one article on For the Win it was like, Thank God they didn't do that infield fly rule or whatever, uh mm-hmm. on, on, on that one. But you know, I I don't know that you can count on a, a team playing so poorly you know what i'm saying like it's just some of that's fluky stuff uh but it's a lot of things have broken the nats they've earned it but things have all they've also gotten fortuitous bounces and fortuitous plays and their opponents have had mishaps and mishandled you know what i mean and errors and like just screwball stuff that you don't always see which you really shouldn't see at this point in the playoffs you would expect not to but you have but that doesn't that doesn't diminish what their starting pitching has done and how good their bullpen has been um, yeah. in the postseason. I, I, the 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 the, the, the pop up error uh, the Cards had the last game that just absolutely cannot happen. But no. like I think that was largely due to I think them going into that game feeling mm-hmm. pretty much defeated. I mean that because yeah you're right. I mean that that can't happen at a, at a professional level. But I think there's not much evidence to show from that game that the Cardinals, as a whole, were were putting out their best effort. I mean, I right. think they, they felt pretty defeated from the start of the game, and then as that inning goes goes on, and as it's going as it is, um, just getting you know more and more runs being racked up in the first inning. I mean, that that was just absolute craziness. I mean, that just sinks you so fast. So. Um, They've got they've caught a few breaks, but I think that certainly they've done more than enough to to show that they're they were up for the challenge this postseason. They've and made a lot of breaks too. They've caught some breaks, but they've made a lot yeah, of their own. For sure, which I think is sure. you have to keep it in context. To, yeah, yeah, Kendrick Kendrick Kendrick's uh, you know Grand Slam. Yeah, um, against the Dodgers. I mean, get, getting past the Dodgers themselves again. I, I yes, yeah, you know, I, I thought that they were going to be manhandled by the Dodgers I thought most teams in the you know National League would be just crushed by them and once again they flame out and yeah well I I think for the Dodgers some of that is the weight of expectations sure and and also the ghost of playoff failures past I think it weighs heavy on you and we certainly you know spent some time arguing about how they handled Kershaw and, and it's all fair criticism I, I say I but, say very bad management. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, that that's just true. But it's not like it's not like they have to beat. They, <laughs> they don't have to beat the Yankees and the Astros. You know what I mean? They just got to beat one of them. Um, yep. 
So, you know, if they can continue having pitching as they have been, which, again, they're going to have a little bit of a, a layoff, and they've had a hell of a ride, you don't know when that magic kind of ends. But they they do have the feeling that some of this is going to be some regional bias because we are in an area that is very inundated with Nats coverage. But, you know, every year you have storybook-esque quality teams. And they have the feel and the vibe of a team that, you know, whether it's chemistry, whether it's adverse, overcoming adversity, there's a lot of things that go into making a story, you know what I mean, a great sports story for the year. And the Nats have a lot of that, you know, and they've played up. They've they've played their best baseball at the time it mattered, and it has mattered the most. I hope they can continue to that continue that in the World Series, whether it's the Yankees or obviously we think it's going to be the Astros. I would love to see that continue because I, I think that means we'll have an incredible World Series. Which oh absolutely, I, I, oh, yeah. I always joke around that I, I I just I don't you know I can't deal with regular season baseball is too much of it. But I I love the post the intensity of the postseason the intensity of the playoffs. This is what I'm talking about. I find this part of the season with baseball to be so fantastic because the intensity is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love how all this unfolds. It's so much to me. It's so much more dramatic and the weight of it. This part, I really enjoy. I know. Go ahead. You can get, no, I I get it. When you can get a quality matchup, every pitch matters. Mm -hmm. In the world series, when, especially, you know, you get a series that goes, you know, game, game six, game seven. I mean, every single pitch matters. Every single fielding play matters. Mm-hmm. The littlest mistake can, can, can crush you. I mean, it, it, it is so intense. And I think that's, um, you're absolutely right. That I mean, I think Astros, Astros, Nats or Yankees, Nats, I, I think has great potential for a phenomenal series. Um, I was going to highlight with the pitching. I mean, mm-hmm. With this this year being the year of the home run, uh, Verlander, ironically, is a pitcher who definitely is, I think, annoyed at what feels like either the ball's being juiced or something mm-hmm. being done to create this, you know, superb, super home run, you know, year. But the fact of that matter, it, it is what it is right now, and that means that starting pitching going further in the games is so important, and that's mm-hmm. just something massive that the Nets have going for them right now. Is you know if their starting pitching can pretty much every game go, you know six seven plus. I mean that just gives so much comfort to the bullpen to only you know need to need to cover you know perhaps a you know eighth and ninth maybe seventh eighth and ninth. Um, Helping out that setup guy. <laughs> Absolutely, we talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> we did. You remember? You remember? You remember? That, that. I took place. that. I took that lesson, man. The setup guy for the closer, man. I thank you for the lesson. Yeah, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> Um, Dave, Dave Roberts could have used that a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, he could have, he could, if right. only you could have you could have gotten in his ear. You know, he could have told him. That's right. Um, that's right. That's hey, right. Oh, hey, hey, Dave. You know, you got this guy, <laughs> Kinley Jansen. He's like one of the best scorers in the league. Go ahead, put him in there. He's facing the top guys in the the lineup for the Nets. <laughs> no biggie. That's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, by by the numbers, I mean Corbin. He had the worst outing of you know the series because I think he only got through like five and some change because he had so many strikeouts in that, that uh, game four. I mean, that's hilarious. That I mean, again, that he was looked at as like he did the worst out of the bunch. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. So, yeah, I, I think either way we've got it. We've got, you know, potential for a phenomenal series. And then I guess, you know, kind of flipping the script for a second, talking mm-hmm. about uh, Rendon and, and, and the Nats and, you know, if there's you know, some – you know, significance, culture change 
and them, you know, not having Harper anymore. I think that's, you know, Rendon is this just cool as a cucumber, shows little to no emotion other than focus. I mean, I think they talked about one of the games. You know, he's he was on the bench, you know, like yawning in one of these crazy intense games. I mean, he, he but he's never rattled. He's laser focused. And, I mean, I've seen him get excited with the guys when they're all excited. But, you know, I definitely think that's, his personality is likely worlds different than a Bryce Harper. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's the, he's the man, at least in terms of their bats right now. So, you know, none of us are in there in the locker room. None of us really know, but I mean, we are absolutely seeing a team that is, you know, so locked in and playing great team baseball, which you've got to have when you get to this point in the season, if you're going to succeed. So it, it does feel like a massive culture change. Oh, I was just reading a headline. CC Sabathia exits uh, game four with an injury. Yeah. I would imagine that's probably the end of him. It has to be, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. The likely final pitch of CC Sabathia's outstanding major league career was a sad one. He threw mm. a practice pitch, blah, blah, before walking off. It's terrible. He's, a, he's had a hell of a career. You know, you always hate when somebody goes out with a whimper, but. Sometimes your body just, you know, your body just fails you. Absolutely. You know. Yep. Man, that's a shame. As we all know. As Yes. Unless you're Tom Brady. But for everybody else. <laughs> everybody well, I'm else. still not 20, 20, so I, I still feel pretty spry. But, yeah, the rest of you guys, I get it. That's why you had that fuzzy, <laughs> that's why, that's why you had that fuzzy math with, uh, you know, 50 years or whatever. <clears throat> it's okay. Uh, let me ask you this. I think realistically, it's it's the Astros. We can talk about the Yankees all we want, but I, you know, I, I think it's going to be the Astros. I actually sent out a, a random email at work, and I had a I had that Bryce Harper meme was saying we're going to bring a uh, you know a title back to DC or whatever. <laughs> and so there's a a, a lady that uh, she and her husband relocated from Texas, and so she was like, I don't know who that guy is in the photo, but the Astros are bringing this home. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, that's Bryce Harper, yo. <laughs> he disagrees with he disagrees with you. <laughs> and I laughed. I thought it was so funny. But uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who do you give the nod to? And some of this is going to be contextual for the just what you know a, a team being hot and it's the playoffs, right? But who do you give the edge to? from a pitching standpoint, from a hitting standpoint, like what do you expect? Let's just go with the Astros and a Nats series. I think that's the most plausible scenario. So let's spend more time focused on that. What are your expectations for it? Uh, where do you think either team has a particular edge? Oh, uh, sure. So, I mean, uh, I would say certainly pitching uh, as a whole, you got to give the Nats right now. But, again, we shouldn't forget that the Astros have Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander mm -hmm. to – stellar starters but if we're just talking about the starting rotation as a whole the Nats absolutely take it bullpen yeah, early in the season definitely would not have been the Nats but, but no but definitely now, not um, I, I think the Nats have put it together but the, the, the Astros um, I'm not as familiar with their bullpen um, but I would say the Nats still take that by a little bit but not by a ton but Batting, you have to give that to the Astros. I mean, mm -hmm. as good as as good as the Nats bats absolutely are, the Astros are just another one of those teams where you, you just you can't you can't really pitch around anybody. Yeah. I mean, 
they are just so massive front to back. So realistic for the Nats to have for the Nats to be able to take this down, like their starting pitchers have to do what they did to the car. I mean, they have to be like absolute studs against yep. those bats, like yeah. like flat out. Because you're you're telling me that if it gets into like you know a bunch of pop rocks and a hitting contest, man, the Nats are going to be in trouble. The, 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 that the Nats definitely want it to be low scoring because if it goes gets into high scoring, the Nats have plenty of guys that can score runs, but I just they don't match up. I mean, the, the, the bottom of the lineup for the Astros, the bottom of the batting lineup could easily be the top of the lineup for a lot of a lot of teams in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Carlos Correa and. and I always want to say J.J. Reddick, which I think a lot of the announcers start to do it too. But Josh Reddick uh, and other guys like that that right now are batting like seventh, eighth, ninth. They could easily be, you know, on the top of you know a lot of other teams' batting lineups. So um, J.J. Reddick. There's another announcer that did the same thing. He started to say he's like J.J. I always say that Josh Reddick. Sorry. That's funny. J- um, just don't lose it. Like he told Zion, just don't, just don't screw it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I just, you know, obviously from just a brooding standpoint, I would, I would certainly hope to see a long series, at least six, seven, seven would be amazing. I think there's really a good chance of it, and I would at the start of the World Series or at the start of the World Series at the start of the playoffs. Uh, had you told me the Nats were gonna somehow make it to the World Series, I would have been like, I doubt it. But if they did, I uh, put them up against the Astros, and the Astros just destroy them. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that at this point. I, I, I could it still happen? Absolutely. The Astros are good enough that uh, they could destroy just about any team. But I don't think so. I think this Nat team proved themselves so much in these playoffs. Uh, we keep on saying it, but they're playing such amazing team baseball. Rendon and, and the heart of that lineup, they just get it done. It seems like whenever they need somebody to step up at the plate, they do. Zimmerman, mm-hmm. who you know I've always liked the guy, but I mean he's he's certainly you know pretty well up there. But when they needed clutch at bats from him, they got clutch at bats from him. Howie Kendrick, you know who was kind of an afterthought. <laughs> um, has come through with so many clutch of bats that, I mean, he got walked in that last game, which, I mean, earlier in the season, I mean, you know, he's barely playing. Or when he was playing, he was just a, you know, late-inning guy that or pinch hitter, you know, just, I don't know. They're getting they're getting amazing production from guys that you would not have expected. And he was an NLC as uh, MVP. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I, yeah that guy is, I mean, so if he can continue doing what he's doing um, and, and the starting pitching, I mean, to mirror exactly what they just did, yeah. probably next to impossible. Especially, I mean, the Astros bats versus the Cardinals bats. There's no comparison. I mean, there's just, there's just not. Uh, well, again, it, you don't have to be the best team over you know a full season. It's of course, you know, of course, you just, you just, just a series, get, dude. Yep, four W's. Yep, you just need you just need four, man. You just so, need four, bro. So it should, it should be a lot of fun. But uh, I've, I've been talking a lot, and uh, uh, no, it's Randy. okay. It's all right. It's all right. Randy's probably Randy like. Talk. Randy's probably like, ah, freaking that. <laughs> and you, you might as well break out the Duke well. soundbite. <laughs> just, one of us, just one of us have to voice over instead of saying Duke, say, oh, fucking Nats. At least he didn't drop off. All you got to do is talk Nats baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we all know my feelings about the Nats uh, just because <laughs> being a Mets fan and all, I'm just like, fuck them. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, going, wow. go Astros because I just want to actually have someone to root for in the World Series because if it was Yankees and Nats, I'd be like, fucking kill me now. Wow, man. Every party <laughs> has a pooper, and the pooper is you. Dude, Damn. we had Yankees, Nats, and then Duke, and then the state of Syracuse football. Randy <laughs> may just like just quit altogether. <laughs> Oh, that's well, great. Let, let, let me Fuck ask this shit. Board. I'm going home. <laughs> Randy's going to back that ass up and get the hell out of here, man. It's oh, over. No, I said it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. <laughs> well, if all you guys are going to do is blow Duke, I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> blow Duke, I might as well blow Duke, I might as well blow Duke. I'm sure that'll be next month, guaranteed. Oh, <laughs> Randy. Yeah. Randy. You got to <laughs> drop it for me, dude. You got to do it. <laughs> Come on. you're not worthy of it just yet. I'm sure, I'm sure before the night's Come out. Come on, Randy. Give Shannon a break. Stupid. He's asking. He's begging for this. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. You got LV out. Help a brother out, man. What, you really want me to say, oh, for fuck's sake? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I saw that theme and I heard your, literally just heard your voice and I just cracked up. <laughs> o F F S. Perfect. That that is Randy's deal. On it's like, look, O for fuck's sake is like the sweet Caroline of the sports brew. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we, just, we we need one an episode, one good one an episode, and, and we're set. It's great. Bah, bah, oh for fuck's sake! Wow. Well, for some of the shit you find that, especially like that one earlier, uh, that article with the dude with the large. Oh, I was just like, no. I yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. Don't, like, don't, don't do it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I wasn't going to. No. I did not. Don't watch and it. He told me about it. And I did. I'm, like, I'm glad I did not watch it. I did. I I looked at the I looked at the pictures of that. It was awful. It was right. it was awful. Randy, so from Oof. a Mets fan to another Mets fan, I, I at least have to ask. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you might be the person to say like, I'm not gonna root for anybody, but. You're, the question here is you can't not root for anybody if it were Nats-Yankees, which obviously looks unlikely at this point, but if it were Nats-Yankees, who would you root for? Uh, that's that, that's a hard one. You may have to hold a gun to my head to root for a team then, but... Uh, no, well, I, I would. At this <laughs> point, I would just be like hoping for a seven-game series and something competitive, and whoever wins, wins. Honestly, at that point, I mean, it'd be Obviously, for DC, it'd be great if the Nats won. So Nats. I, <laughs> I mean, I hate I've hated the Yankees longer. So yeah. Okay, all right, good man. Good man. That, that's, that's so much this is what he would need. Beer. Yes. <laughs> Copious amounts of it. Beer. Yes. Yes. Look at Mark. Mark. Mark just went full on Master P. <laughs> yeah, they pee. Yeah. Hey, let me hear you say, uh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That dude made a lot of money, man. I tell you what, good on him. God, we haven't broken that stuff out in a long time. That's a hoot. Was, was it when his kid went to college or whatever? I don't know. Dude. That was a minute ago. <clears throat> good lord. My God. Woo. Anyway, okay. I mean, I mean, he's gonna be hanging out with Felicity Huffman in jail. I mean, what's going on here? As long as he's not raw dogging Felicity Huffman in jail, we're okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> dang! <laughs> That's fucked up. Something like that would have actually gotten the response you wanted, but so you had to use it earlier. You wasted, damn it, Shannon! You wasted oh for fuck's sake, you asshole. <laughs> uh, premature again, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Is that what you said? Oh, oh, mm, okay. <laughs> oh my god! What time did we lose control of the podcast? The question really is: Is did we ever have control? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Spit out my drink there. <laughs> Jerry, it's a fire, buddy. Oh, that sounds like it should be an STD, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ask Whitfield. <laughs> it might make a cream for that, maybe. Oh <laughs> I'll make him say, ugh. Oh, oh my lord. Oh, God. Shoo. Dude, I need a break. I'm breaking. It's a white flag, man. Oh, Mark, are you okay over there? I'm doing alright. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do we get, you know. Uh, Sarah's always like, man, God, you sure do like doing this podcast thing? And I'm like, I know, but it, we have so much fun. <laughs> we say so much stupid stuff. We make so many jokes. Literally. I don't know, maybe it's not funny to anybody else, but it, God damn it, it's funny to us. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having fun. It's all the best. Oh my God, Justin! It's real to me, damn it! It's real to me, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I think I have that. Hold on a second. I almost opened up. You're a cunt. (laughs) That's the song. Almost. Almost (laughs) Damn. Oh no! It doesn't exist. Oh, the oh. one I had, bu- the one I had bookmarked for it's still real to me. Isn't there anymore? That's oh, lame. Oh, what a buzzkill! Uh, well, neither is the cunt song. Those cunts. Boom! <laughs> 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 yeah, that's Probably about right. Down. Bring me one of those. Chickens. <laughs> 
Cunts. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So same thing we talked about with Mark, Shannon, uh, and Randy. <laughs> My God. Realistically, the pitching, the bats, etc., um, let's operate with the assumption that it's the Astros. And you know what? If the Yankees prove us wrong, good on them. I grew I, look, I, I inherited some sports fandom from my big brother, uh, with big brothers and big sisters. And so I grew up with the Yankees again, the strikes took a lot of the love for baseball out of me. So I don't, I don't sit here and crow a whole bunch about, you know, um, flags or lawn or excuse me, laundry and jerseys and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I enjoy it if the Yankees do well. However, that being said, I love the Na- I love the story of the Nats this year. And I don't have an issue with the Astros in any capacity. And my coworker that was talking about the Astros to me, I was like, it's like, whatever, man. Y'all, excuse me, y'all got to rain the other year, man. Forget it. Give me the Nats. You can suck it. But I just, I just think that's the best story. Fandom aside, I think the Nats are the best story. And so I, I think Agreed. I I think I would enjoy that the most. I think for for Zimmerman, you know, being the first pick of the Nats franchise to have battled, you know, for what his career has been, to still be relevant, to still be playing, to you know, I, I just the fight in that guy to have been through everything he's been through in his career with one team, that would be a great way to cap a career if he could get a ring. And I don't know if he would retire or not. Um, you'd have to think it would be tempting, <laughs> depending on yeah, how long he wants to play. But so. you'd have you'd have to think it'd be very tempting. But their first pick, and he was out of Virginia, which I didn't know. Yeah, UVA kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah didn't, UVA guy. Didn't or realize. not kid. I should say guy. Yeah, didn't realize that. Um, but I love all the stuff that you know in the post game pressers with Zimmerman, him talking about. You know, just just the the brotherhood of the team and the vibe of the team. Same thing with Howie Kendrick. You listen to these guys talk about this team, and one thing that really stands out is the chemistry of the team. You know yes. what I, you know what I mean, and what they've gone through to get to where they are. And again, fair or not, the Bryce Harper saga and overcoming that is part of their story, and it's fun to. On some level, it's fun to poke fun at Bryce and to laugh at Bryce, and there's a ton of memes of, with him uh, for damn sure missing out and, you know, the Wolverine thing where he's holding the photo. I mean, it's <laughs> just, there's no shortage of the of memes. Uh, oh, yeah. And some of that, because of Bryce Harper's personality, people are going to give it back to him. Absolutely. And that's just – he's very brash. He's very outspoken. Even if he flubbed and he was a prophet and he flubbed out bringing a title back to D.C., um, people are going to give it back to Bryce Harper in spades. Just don't pick on his kid. That's that's an asshole thing to do. Yeah, um, that, that's don't ridiculous. don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But you. But again, Bryce Harper is just the kind of personality. It's so brash, so outspoken. He's going to invite some of that back in. Uh, but again, for the team to have overcome that, to rally together, to overcome the nineteen and thirty-one start, the issues with their bullpen. They have a tremendous amount of chemistry, and this whole stay in the fight uh, mantra and what they've done is tremendous. And I really, when you listen to the post game interviews uh, that these that these players did, the way they give credit to each other, the way they talk about their relationships with each other, with their manager, with uh, it's just there's a lot of stuff, man. They they have a lot of that 
they have that that moxie. You know what I'm saying? It. Uh, they they, have, they it. have they have the it factor, and I don't mean down in the sewers like shit. I mean <laughs> they, they they legit have an it factor. And uh, by, uh, by the way, Justin, yeah, just check the brew chat real quick. Check the brew chat. Did, yeah. Did Mark Ripcord out? No. I, I hooked you up from earlier. Oh. What did you send? Oh, did you find it? It's still... Yes, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. I forget why, how we even made this reference. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. That sounds like Whitfield and his blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> It's still real to me, damn it! I should play MC Hammer pumps in a bump. That's what I should play right there. <laughs> Hold on. Every <laughs> <Emma> time. <laughs> oh man! Don't picture it, Shannon. Don't picture it. There you go. You thought I was kidding? I actually do have that song. Oh, we know you had that song, bro. Whitfield, do us all a favor. I know the song is no scrubs. Scrub down that blow-up doll, would you? Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> Give her a courtesy oh. rinse, please. <laughs> oh, it's like South Park, man. What, what in the butt? Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh lord okay Woo. sorry matt that's what that's what you get for bailing out early <laughs> uh, at least you got a job I, that, that'll oh, work for me yeah no that's good we're just teasing you. You, you know, it's, we tease you. This it is Friday, though, so <laughs> don't get fired on your day <laughs> off. Don't get fired on your day off. Oh, my God. All right. So, <laughs> I guess call your shots for what we were talking about uh, with Randy and Shannon before I hijack this with more stupidity. Randy, you were almost as prophetic <laughs> as Bryce Harper. Bring a title back to D.C. Stupidity. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I raise a glass to that. All right. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Never want to be right about that stuff, but you know it's the sports brew. Always take the over. Take the over, but it's only two. It could be worse. This it could be. True. It could be three a.m. Uh, so. This is true. <laughs> We're pretty good. We're in the home stretch. We probably only have fifteen minutes or so. So so far, <laughs> mm. we shall see, Captain. I'd say. Because I'm, I'm not buying that BS. <laughs> no, we're in the home stretch. We're, we're we're we'll hit wrap up a clock here in a second. I mean, what am I going to do? Talk, spend a lot of time talking about the Dolphins and the Redskins tank game? I mean, come on. Yes, you will. I might. You will rant Dan <laughs> Snyder. Stop. Call your I was, shots. I, was man. Say, I don't think he, I don't think he'd be talking. He'd be ranting. That's no. why I say ranting on Dan I, Snyder. Look, I needed some laughs, and I got I accomplished that tonight. <laughs> I needed some laughter. And I, I got that. We got Wheel of Fortune guy. I mean, it's it's been good. It's been it has good. been good. It yes. has. It has. Stupid, but good. But honestly, if I'm going to call my shot, I'm going to say Houston in seven. I think it's going to go the full seven. I think both teams are just going to come out, and it's going to be a slugfest. All right, Shannon. The head says Houston. The heart says the Nationals. 
Um, let's go Nationals uh, in six. So you're telling me you have a heart on. I have a heart on. Come on. You know what? Screw it. Nationals, Nationals in five. Oh, my God. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. If yeah, that happens, it ain't gonna work out. For if me, that happens, but... I will break out the horse head and I will do a Harlem shake just for good measure. <laughs> well, it's it's two three two, right, Randy? On the home uh, on playoffs, three so, two. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say Nationals in five. All right, and Harlem Shake Cab. That's uh, bring that back, man. Yeah, that's why good. not? Look, if the Cardinals can be the dust in the wind, so can the freaking Astros. Why not? I'll take that. Well, the Yankees are about to be the dust. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, 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 you know, well, they needed that. They needed that two zero. You know, yeah, and yeah, I, I felt yeah. I felt asleep in the tenth, man. I was trying. I was trying to make it through that game. I couldn't. I felt asleep in the tenth on the sofa with a beer in my hand. I woke up and the game was over, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> and you drank the rest of that beer. And I drank the rest of the beer, and I was like, "Oh well, going to bed." the hell man maybe 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 i I can see if i can get some uh you know press credentials for the sports brew and like get into a game maybe that'll work oh my god i would love it if we could send you to the game we would do a live podcast right we would do a a live one at least for us and and record that would be great are you kidding that would be so that would be so fun yeah that would be so fun i would totally i would totally do that i would totally do that so I like me personally. Uh, I think the Astros are tremendous, but I'm gonna. I, I told you I was gonna ride this damn. I was gonna ride this damn Nats train as long as long as I could, man. I think it's gonna be the Astros. There's always a possibility that somehow the Yankees pull this out, but I just don't. I don't think that's in the cards for the. It wasn't the card. It wasn't in the cards for the cards. I see what and you I, did and there. I don't. Think, I don't think it's in the cards for uh, the Yankees either. Um, but the, you know, the Astros are tremendous. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go with the hot hand and the, the the you know the mojo, the juju, the whatever it is that the Nats have been able to bottle up and capture and run with. Maybe the Magic's run out. Who knows? We'll see. By the time we get to the World Series and, and they settle it on the field, but you know, sports you get strange things in sports from time to time, and uh, occasionally the best stories don't finish with a championship, and it's just the run up to. I hope, if nothing else, that we get a tremendous World Series. And if that's the case, I'll still be uh, pretty happy uh, if it's compelling and dramatic and fun. But I certainly would love to see uh, the Nats finish it off, in part because I think it would be great for another team to bag a championship as a big FU uh, to Dan Snyder and the Redskins. Uh, but just in general, I, I think you know the, the D.C. sports suck hole we joked around about for a long time. So it was great to see the Caps win. It was great to see the... Uh, okay, I, I can't say... I mean, it was great for the Mystics to win, but woohoo, how many people cared about that? That's an asshole thing to say, but I'm just realistic. Realistic, maybe not real mystic, but it would be great. <laughs> I mean, that was bad. Uh, but it would be really cool if the Nats could bag that. I mean, I think it would just be tremendous um, for the fans, even if they are only fans <laughs> as of today. <laughs> As that person said in their little interview, I think that would be cool. I think it would be fun. Um, and given all the negativity and all the BS that's floating out of DC these days, uh, I think that would be that would be awesome. That yes. would be awesome. Um, and Mark, uh, who knows? Maybe you get some. Uh, maybe there'd be some really good drink specials. So that would be a great time to go out and have fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be a win. 
But uh, I'd like to believe, if nothing else, that the Nats will give the Astros a great series. Even, you know, even if they can't pull it out um, or pull it off. And, and I'll try to avoid saying eaten out any <laughs> ever again in the podcast. <laughs> look, it's like, look, biggest hits. Say it really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a, I had a list of them earlier today that I was thinking about. Biggest hits was was one of them. Biggest hits, you know. It sounds like you're totally saying something else. Eating out, I still can't believe I dropped that in the podcast. And and, and then hope we missed it. On top of, it. I didn't even hope you missed it. It just didn't register with me until I said it, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> All right, well, well let's uh, rock some quick hitters, I guess, and wrap up and get out of here. Uh, go you ahead, Mark. Call my, call my shot. Yeah. Oh, I thought you already did. Go ahead, call your shots, Mark. Did not. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Astros and six. Uh, my brother and I were talking uh, mm-hmm. a good bit about it the other day. Like, you know, both of us being diehard Mets fans, like, I don't really feel like there's a whole lot about this Nats team that I, I really hate. I mean, I think Bryce Harper was a lot to, you know, hate on for you know his stretch here, and he was uh, easy to hate on. Yeah. But uh, Zimmerman is genuinely, you know, close friends with David Wright, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I got to meet him at the charity event that I met David Wright at in, in Norfolk, and he was super nice guy. I don't know. I don't really see any personalities on this Nats team that I hate. So like, I don't. I, I don't think that when if I really think about it objectively, that I hate them. I'm more just you know they're division rivals, so I can't you know root for them. Right. I, I don't. But. Anyway, all that's really just to say that you know if they if they win this series, they're gonna have to earn it, and if they earn it, I will tip my cap. I will be very happy for all my friends uh, around the area, and um, yeah, I mean if they earn it, <laughs> if they win it, they're gonna have to earn it. So uh, I hope it's a fun series. I would be surprised to see either team steamroll the other. I'd be shocked to see the Nats steamroll the Astros. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Absolutely could happen. Uh, but I I would be very surprised to see a super easy you know four or five game you know victory for either side. Uh, I think the pitching's too good. I mean, but but just really just stacking up some of these. I mean, I don't know what all the pitching match matchups are going to be like. But if it's say a uh, Strasburg against Cole or you know, Verlander against Scherzer, things like that. I mean, those are phenomenal pitching matchups, and we should have some highly entertaining games. Uh, so I, I'm excited for it. So. I'm calling Strohs in six, but honestly, if the Nats pull it off, I'll have plenty of things to you know be excited for my friends for, yes. and yeah, you know, I'll have to tip my cap to you know a team that went way further in the playoffs than I thought they would. I thought they'd get knocked out by the Dodgers. So, understood. I think a lot of people are on the same page, man. Because uh, yeah. you know, again, it's just one of those things, man. It's it's teams that get hot and play their best, whatever sport it is, they play their best ball in the biggest moment particularly at yeah. the end of the year. And as a Giants fan, you, you've you've lived that ride a couple of times with a team that wasn't expected. Nobody believed that was going to happen, but they rose up and they got it done. Lindy, that's for you, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but, but the point is that, you know, it, it happens. It's not always yeah. the best regular season. I mean, the regular season is wonderful, but – Nothing, nothing is as satisfying as being the best team in the playoff stretch and finishing it. Guaranteed. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know that people were like super down on this national team necessarily come to playoff time. But I mean, they, they, they certainly weren't looked at as a 
as a favorite. And, and so no. I, I think that there's absolutely the right type of mindset for a lot of guys. It's like, you know what? This is exactly how we want it. We don't want the, the spotlight on us. We don't want everybody saying like, all right, oh, these guys are just, you know, the you know, image of perfection and what a baseball team should be. And you know, they're just going to crush everybody because they're just mm-hmm. that good. I mean, I think that a lot of guys thrive on that. I mean, your reference to the Giants is obviously a thousand percent accurate. I mean, that's so much of what that team thrived on was, you know, that nobody believed on us. Nobody believes that we could possibly knock off this, you know, 18-0 Patriots team, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that. I mean, I think any of us who played played uh, sports, even if just at the, you know, high school level, you know, certainly felt that before. If you're going up against a team that, you know, everybody just assumes is going to, you know, stop you, it motivates you. It absolutely makes you want to step up and be like, you know what, I'm going to prove these suckers wrong. Just remember, nobody shot bricks like you shot bricks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You, you did an actual brick. That's the great thing about that. It's <laughs> very true. It's very true. I still, uh, I, I still can't believe you did that. It's pretty bad. It's it still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brick was definitely real. <laughs> I wish it hadn't been real. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Well, not I mean, really. Not only that, I mean, I, sh- I shot. I, I did the great, you know, brick shot, and then I also, you know. After losing the tennis match in high school, you know, ran up to the you know, massive wooden post and kicked it as hard as I did. So those are two of my, you know, broke, broke my big toe, which still will never heal. So uh, smooth move, two, buddy. Smooth two, move. Two shining moments. Smooth move. Oh my Uh-oh. god. Just smooth. Yeah. Are, are right. we going one shining moment in October, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> one sharding moment. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Oh that, yeah, there that's you more, go. That's more. That's more one sh- one sharding Much. moment for damn sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nice. that video is unavailable too. What? What the, what the hell, YouTube? What? Where's Sam? I was I was going to I, I was going to the YouTube video that that said "girls' loudest fart ever" because I I figured that was an easier pull. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was an easier pull than uh, the Dee's Ted Poo. Unfortunately, apparently that, you didn't pull the finger hard enough. No, no, not quite. I'm disappointed. What's up with that? What the hell, man? Quick, name this song. Who gets it right first? Four non blondes. Hey, what's going on? Oh, look at Randy. <laughs> Favorite celebration of the week, by the way. There you go. Here you go. Is <laughs> the Seahawks players doing bye bye bye? I thought that was awesome. I loved that. Loved that. <laughs> I thought that was great. Okay, uh, a couple of NFL quick hitters. Mark, I know you said you were you were just gonna stick around for the Nat. So if you need to ripcord, you can tell the ripcord. Uh, I think yeah. Mark's saying bye 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 as well. Is Mark saying bye bye bye? It's okay. I better do it, folks. But yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it was damn, damn fun. Y'all close out strong, and uh, we'll I will talk to you folks soon. All right, sounds good, brother. Thanks for hanging. Congrats, new homeowner. I know. We can't we, we can't wait to come hang out with your vertically challenged self in your short ceiling basement. It's gonna be great. Dude, the Nats play next Friday. We can go crash at Mark's. Fucking invite great. us invite us up, you bitch. Get beer. Get some Adroit Theory Jesus, beer. Come on. come on, man. I'll I'll never, bring an air mattress. Whitfield can sleep under a tree. It'll be perfect. 
Justin, just just bring the big fan and an air mattress. We're good. Bro. I've got a fan. We can get Randy to shut the fuck up about the fans. I'll bring the damn fan. <laughs> yeah, that, works for that, <laughs> that fan is the best thing ever. Yeah, it's a tornado, yes, it man. It's shit, Wolf. It's Bring it on, we'll party. Alright. You better be careful because if you joke around about that. We might show up, man. Try not to wreck my house the day I move in, but you know what? (laughs) Y'all are welcome. (laughs) I wish you could just shut your big yapper! (laughs) <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. We reckon it. Mark would be like, this is my first day in my house. With a... I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go get some rest, dude. We only have a couple. Right. We're we're getting ready to wrap up a clock and get out of here. Oh, so man. it's good, man. Go See get some rest. Bro. We'll catch you. We'll, we'll catch you next time. But thanks for hanging. Uh, that was fun. We had some stupidity <laughs> in this podcast, but that was fun. <laughs> good that shit. Yeah, I know. That's what we do. I don't. I don't know if I should blame myself or blame y'all for bringing it out of me. I'm not sure. Yes. Yes and yes. Yes yes. Yes and yes. Just yes. Just yes. Because yes. Hey, where are the white women at? (laughs) (laughs) You said balls. All right. Go get some rest, dude. Easy. I'll talk to you. (laughs) See you, bro. Hey, man. That's that's where they are. Balls. Balls. All right, kudos to the Texans, by the way, for knocking out the uh, knocking out, knocking off the Chiefs. Uh, the only reason I bring up this game, well, there's a couple. Obviously, we had the Thursday night game with Denver and, and Kansas City, and that's a shame about Mahomes. And I hope he's okay. We'll see. That dislocated kneecap, but you have to give the Texans credit for what they did. And Deshaun Watson has been fantastic. He had a couple of rough and tumble games early in the season, but he's really been super productive the past couple of weeks and kudos to them for that. But I, I think, you know, you see what the Colt, well, you see what the Patriots did to the chiefs. You see what the Colts did to the chiefs. And now you see what the Texans did to the chiefs. The Broncos just couldn't do that. Mahomes or not. But the thing is like going into the Thursday night game leading up to this, let's just say the loss to the Texans. They had been averaging a little over 20 minutes and 12 seconds time of possession per game. Colts did 37 minutes. Texans did 40 minutes. The Broncos did none of that because <laughs> they suck. But the Chiefs' time of possession against the Texans was 20 minutes and 12 seconds. It was the worst ever time of possession at Arrowhead in the history of the Chiefs. That's terrible. So the Broncos couldn't live up to it, but the Texans got the job done. My point is simply kudos to the Texans for grinding, getting that job done, and for having the cojones at the end of that game to go for it on fourth and three where Deshaun Watson hit Hopkins to essentially seal that damn game. That was the right decision. I love the play call. It was aggressive. Way to get that done. Way to get that done. 
I know the whole Thursday night football skews this because I'm sitting here looking at my stuff and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Broncos, man, seriously, y'all. What, that, is that Days of Thunder reference, man? Like a monkey fucking a football. Damn Broncos. <laughs> Damn Broncos, man. We already talked about the 49ers and the Rams. Randy, one thing. I don't know if you saw this thing with Kyle Shanahan, but holy crap did he give the Redskins a gigantic bag of grief. Um, I don't, yeah, he definitely wasn't a fan of his time there. In no, DC. no, no. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about his favorite part of working for Washington. He said working for his father, which I'm cool with. The worst part, everything else. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shanahan, uh, I love this. This is from John Kime. So Kyle Shanahan, when asked about not making this game versus the Redskins personal, quote, it's not my first time back there. I've moved on in my life. It's easy not to make it personal. The guys that it would be personal with don't play in the game. Gee, I wonder who he's talking about. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Mm. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks a lot, Bruce. You fuckers. Yep, pretty much. That's what that is. <laughs> that's what that's what that is, dude. That's what that is. Terrible. Anyway, kudos by the way to the uh, Seahawks rallying up. You know, it's funny to think about the Browns being winless. I think they're winless at home this year, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they were down 21-6 in that game. Come back to win that thing 32-28. to um, And yet again, the Browns get handed an, handed an L. Russell Wilson, by the way, absolutely strong MVP candidate. Uh, 14 touchdowns, no picks, and a 72% completion rate. That dude is straight up balling. Straight up balling. I do have to ask though, what the hell is it, it is up with like Baker Mayfield and the Browns with like red zone picks? Whether it's a deflection or not, it's just what it is. But with red zone turnovers, dude, it is nuts. Honestly, is- I think Mayfield's just trying to do too much. There's he's trying to push the ball down the field. He's trying to force it into windows that just aren't even close to being open. He's trying to do too much. He, and it's just and it sense. Of, I get the sense of urgency, but I feel like the Browns just, like we said at the beginning of the season, you know, there was such a, a lot of hype around them that mm. I think it got to the point where they bought into their own hype, and now it's like put up or shut up time because now they're falling farther back in the division. Not like the Steelers or Bengals are going to do anything about catching up, but Ravens are starting to pull away. Well. Ravens are, are, I would say, arguably the most complete team in that division. Um, defense let them down for a couple of weeks. Obviously, you have to trade now for, for Peters. I don't know what he's got left. We'll see how that works out. Obviously, the Rams ended up you know, turning that into Jalen Ramsey, which I think is a good move for the Rams. But that was a, that was a lot to pay for him. And, I agree. And he, it's not like they locked him up. So not only did they expend draft capital to acquire him, I think it was two firsts and a fourth, but they don't even have that dude under contract yet. So Right, and <laughs> the problem here is is that I think they'd get one more year under a cheap contract with Ramsey, and then after that it's, let's see how much he's going to 
um, require to so a they lot. can retain him. <laughs> uh, He's going to require a lot, dude. The interesting thing with that trade is that with that, get how many first round picks they gave up. They're basically going to, unless they trade back in, they're going to go a total of five straight years with a first round pick. That's incredible. It's and then I'm trying to think. That's like NBA level trading, isn't it, Shannon? I mean, is he <laughs> he's asleep? out. Is he is Shannon out? Yeah. Oh my God! Look at Shannon. <laughs> Holy crap! You know what? I'm going to take a picture here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shannon is like for real passed out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this. We're going to we're going to we're going to take a picture and we're going to post this with the chat or excuse me with the podcast. <laughs> look, at, look at Shannon's face. <laughs> <laughs> he is so done. Oh my god! Oh, he is totally he he is out like a light. Yep. Oh well. All right. Way to go, MacGuffin. But on top of that, the Rams made another trade. I think to get a, the uh, basically a lineman from the Browns. So basically, they've already traded away three of their twenty twenty one draft picks. Mm-hmm. I think it's their first, their fourth, and fifth round picks. So those are gone. So they're basically already down to four picks in the 2021 draft. They're like trying to bit pieces together now to make, try to at least make a, some semblance of a run. If Gurley was right and Goff didn't, I mean, granted it's one game, but he, he was awful against the Niners. I just think it's a lot to ask for this. Year. I agree. So that's a lot to pay. I like Ramsey. See, I, was- I know he wanted out of Jacksonville and I guess he was going to, you know, essentially have a back injury until he got his way. That's a dangerous precedent to set, by the way. I don't hate the move for L.A. It's just that's a big price to pay. And you still don't know what he's going to cost. No, you don't. I mean, whoo. I think the interesting thing here is when you look at it, too, is that they tried so hard to say, no, we're not going to trade him. And I think that actually ended up driving the price up because they were just – because. Because Khan was so adamant, like, no, 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 I don't want to trade him. We're good. We're going to keep him. He's going to be a jag. But the thing is, is the guy that they got coming in, filling in for him while he was injured, uh, he's been playing great. So it kind of almost made him a little bit expendable in that respect because the, yeah. the dude's just filling in. He's playing his heart out, and good on him. Good on him. Since Shannon's passed out, uh, we, we're not going to talk about a lot of college football, but I, I will ask this. How tickled was Penny with South Carolina's victory over Georgia? I mean, that had to be so <laughs> unexpected, dude. <laughs> well, here, here's the funny thing. We actually went to the Folk Festival last weekend because we got VIP passes, so, mm-hmm. it just, so we got free beer and food at the VIP tent while we were there. And I was keeping track of the game because she was, it's like, she's like, oh, it's Georgia. They're ranked number three. This game is going to be nothing. We're going to get our asses kicked. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm going, it's tied going into overtime. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And then I saw that South Carolina missed a field goal. I'm like, ah, crap. Thinking that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. But when I saw they pulled it off, she was like, I'm drinking to that. Yeah, she drank a <laughs> good fair amount to that. Well, uh, South Carolina, by the way, is the first unranked team to defeat a top three Georgia team on the road in the AP poll era. I mean, that's a significant up. I mean, that that's a monstrously significant upset. 
Oh, so, yeah, definitely. And, and big kudos to the Gamecocks for finding a way to get that done. I mean, look, they got a pick six to close up the first half. From through just uh, under a lot of duress. It was a terrible decision to throw that ball. I, I don't know. I, I think I think really at the end of the day, you just have to give kudos to South Carolina for, for going on the road and showing up as big time as they did. Uh, you know, occasionally you get a team, maybe they, they underestimate an opponent. Maybe that's what in part – some of you know helps explain what some of this was but no matter how you slice it south carolina showed up and balled and uh georgia you know un- underperformed so i kudos to the gamecocks man i'm penny should enjoy that and i think what it just it just goes to show that doesn't matter how good you are how bad you are i mean look mm-hmm. what north carolina how well they played against Clemson that one week took him took him down to the end man listen to Shannon snoring (laughs) yeah he's he's donezo for sure (laughs) oh my lord wonder if I wonder if I can mute I wonder if I can mute him there we go (laughs) (laughs) oh that's too funny yeah yeah he's done He's so out. Well, one of the other games that I thought was uh, super significant was um, LSU-Florida, dude. And uh, I, this is my favorite. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but this is my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this was Ed Orgeron. Well, after the game. I love this this line. Welcome to Death Valley. Well, Florida's dream. Come to die. Good luck. <laughs> Welcome to Death Valley. And he's hard to understand. Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. One more time, Ed Orgeron. Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. <laughs> he still sounds like he... Remember that game um, with Cordell Stewart on the cover? It was NFL Blitz, and he was like eating... Oh, yeah. Wasn't that commercial like he was eating a bowl of rusty nails? Uh-huh. I think Ed, yep, Ed I Orgeron that. may have actually done that. <laughs> and that's why he sounds it. That's why he sounds <laughs> that way. Yeah. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Side note, I love the fact that Cowboys fans started to go fund me to buy out the remainder of Jason Garrett's contract. Good luck with that. I love the fact that they did it, though. That is fan-freaking-tastic. Love what that. the hell happened to the Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, not that it's not glorious, but it I'm is. just saying, what the hell happened to this team that I just... I, it blows my mind. I'm going, oh, it's the Jets. They got this. Uh, it's like, no, nope, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think some of that is their it, injuries matter with the tackles with Amari Cooper. Um, I think they got, they probably, what the expression that's been going around a lot this year is they sniffed themselves. I think they sniffed themselves a little too much. You know what I mean? And they, 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 Maybe. they yeah, they they read a few too many of their own press clippings. They bought into bought into their own hype a little bit much, and now they've gotten smacked back down to reality. I still think the Cowboys are a decent squad. I don't know what their ceiling is. Obviously, having Cooper there is going to help them hit that. But the Jets, I think you just have to give credit to the Jets for showing up and playing hard. And oh, maybe, no doubt. Maybe there. the Cowboys underestimated them. I you know I don't know, but the Cowboys are soft. They're soft. Well, and that's, I mean, 
NFL teams in general, you can't underestimate them. I mean, you should. We just like just like we get you know the Raiders upsetting the Bears a couple weeks ago. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's crazy. Well, the proverbial any given Sunday, which occasionally mm-hmm. you feel like it doesn't matter, but in the regular season, you get a couple of games that crop up. You're like, whoa, really? That was a whoa, really kind of game. But I think we just we overrated the Cowboys heavily um, at the front end of the season. And, I, you know, like maybe we've overrated the Patriots and the 49ers, but they didn't they didn't drop one of those fugly balls like the Cowboys have. You know what I'm saying? So, right. They haven't done that. And, and a great team, I don't think, does what they did. Um, but you know, every, every team, I don't care how good you are. You might have a game where it's like, Oh, need a mulligan. It's a bad game, bad outing. It happens. But the flaws in the Cowboys are clearly exposed and the struggles that Dak has against winning teams and the Jets weren't even a winning team, but he has struggles against, you know, upper caliber NFL teams. Um, but I think that's just, you know, again, I think you have to give the Jets credit, uh, for showing up on both sides of the ball, and for Darnold, you know, coming back off the whole mono, th- which again is such such a Jets injury, I swear to God. But uh, you just got to give them credit for getting that done, man. Uh, hats off to them for that. Um, I don't know that I like the Cowboys' chances against Philadelphia this week. Not really feeling it. The Cowboys are going to have to earn their respect back from me. For me. Uh, and maybe they'll put it all together and, and be healthy and have you know their best players in the field, and we'll see what their ceiling is later on in the season. But not looking good right now for them. Definitely not. No, not at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, kudos to the Saints. Uh, another week, another you know tremendous defensive performance. <laughs> they handed out thirty thousand Minshew mustaches. At the gates, yeah, yeah. He had his by far his worst game. He was ter- He was terrible in that game. Well, against a top tier defense, clearly he's yeah. definitely he's a. I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, he played like a rookie against a solid defense mm-hmm. who just they're just riding a hot hand right now. I mean, defensively, the Saints are just on fire, to, and Bridgewater's doing enough to really just not make mistakes well that and they got blessed by the pope <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know well unfortunately you know that blessing came at a price apparently since kamara might actually might not actually play this week <gasps> oh no what uh, they've they've done so much more in breeze's absence than i think most people figured they would have you know if they got to shut a couple of people down for a week or two i think they'll take that as a fair trade-off and I heard that Breeze is trying to get to the point where he can actually start throwing like actual NFL size footballs. Right. He's he's been throwing stuff, but not full size NFL balls. You're right. So, Excuse me. You said balls. I did. That's on me. Not but not, not balls on me, but that expression's on me. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but oh. I think once once Breeze gets back and he once he's fully ready to go, that the Saints are going to be dangerous. 
I, I still think that Breeze, you know, having a certain chunk of, you know, a certain number of games off in the middle of the season is going to help him because he looked like he, you know, got worn out by the end of the season last year. And the Saints, that's a team that looks like they're on a mission. You know, they look mm -hmm. like they're legitimately on a mission. It depends on the teams that are there late, but I wouldn't in general have an issue with the Saints winning another ring. Uh, I would be curious, though, if they get that done, if Breeze is like, it's a good time to walk off. I'm out. But, I mean, why not? Walk walk away when you're on top. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the impact of, of that, of a championship walk away is great. I mean, Elway did it, and it, that was still just such a great way to go out. What a great way to go out. Well, and I think him getting hurt this year may kind of be like, okay, if we can get this done... I can walk away happy because it's getting to that point where you, freak injuries can happen. I'd want to yes. make sure that I have the best quality of life going forward yes. as humanly possible. Yes. Well, I mean, his kids are little, and he has numbers and stats and all that rigmarole. To get a second ring is a big deal for quarterbacks. One ring mm -hmm. is wonderful. It's nice. And a lot of quarterbacks, most quarterbacks don't get that. But to get two puts you into much more rarefied air. And I would think that Breeze would, would certainly love that. But, um, you know, I certainly am a believer that his downtime, as long as, his, has, as the timing hasn't gone to hell, uh, the downtime for healing, et cetera, uh, is going to be beneficial for him. And much this is going to be much more important when we get into, you know, the wild card and the playoffs and, and everything beyond that. I think it's going to be most relevant. So, uh, side note, uh, kudos to the uh, Chargers for at least sort of semi-making it interesting against the Steelers. Uh, but the Steelers absolutely dropped the hammer out of the gate uh, on the Chargers. The Chargers look like, like, like they're just a bit of a mess, dude. They just I, I don't have any faith whatsoever in them right now. Uh, kudos to Lamar Jackson, by the way. Bengals... Uh, Eight craps, shocker to the Ravens, 23-17. But Lamar Jackson had 152 rushing yards, the most by a quarterback since Michael Vick in 2006 with 166 yards. So that was pretty baller. Yeah, and the Ravens need to get their running backs going because it's only a matter of time before <laughs> he could end up taking you know too many hits because – that dude's not a big quarterback. No, you have to be mindful of it. He has to be smart about, you know, either going out of bounds or getting down and avoiding the hits. Um, and he'll he'll probably have a couple of learn the hard way moments. Most guys do. But it's the Bengals. So you can't read but so much. Right. You can't read but so much into that. But at the end look at the end of the season when you when you look back, a win is a win is a win is a win. Doesn't matter who Agreed. it was against. So uh, Redskins did beat the Dolphins in the Tank Bowl. Uh, this was absolutely a scenario where I feel like winning was losing, and it would have been better just to lose the damn game, which I hate to say and I hate to think that way, but I just I just think the Redskins need so much help that by hook or by crook they need to end up with first round picks. If you got to move a couple of people to do it, so be it. They're clearly going to have a new coach coming in. Another new system, another new this, another new that, blah 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 blah. Not not optimistic for what that what that's going to turn out to be, but 
the Dolphins, uh, eh, you know, I watched this ugly-ass game. Um, it was compelling enough to keep me tuned in, I suppose. Yay for me. Uh, my favorite thing is probably Terry McLaurin um, catching a couple of touchdown passes. That dude, I think, is legit. Absolutely. But the, the team just has too many problems. They just do. There's no way, man. I was saying as long as Haskins doesn't see the field again for the rest of the season, I think no, he's terrible. you've got a couple of pieces you can he's start terrible. building around. Get him ready for next year. They're not going. I don't care what got happened of, this year. They're not, they're not going anywhere. So get him, right. ready for ne- get him ready for next season. And maybe the new coach that comes in doesn't want him anyway. Who knows? And he'll trade him. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. That, that might happen. If they can get any it's ki- true. If they can get any kind of value for the dude, and maybe they can't, unless he comes, you know, dressed up in the Pope outfit, <laughs> then maybe. All right, Randy. I think we've covered virtually everything. Uh, one rando fun side note story that I did want to share with you, because um, I like Jello shots and I like Jenga, and apparently now there's a Jello shot Jenga game that is now a thing. Really? Yes. And so in, huh. in the big book, now this is like one of those ones where they make it a, out of two by fours, but in this particular Jenga set, they have cutouts in a lot of the boards and there's a jello shot in the cutout. Okay. That sounds dangerous to me. Yeah. It wouldn't take too long to get smashed from that. <laughs> no, I would do it and I would enjoy it thoroughly. That is for damn sure. I still can't believe my home's hurt his knee. The reports are a kneecap dislocation, not a fracture, which is obviously pretty critical. Well, with the with the dislocation, you still have to be careful that you didn't tear anything near right. the tendon itself. Well, he'll have, a, he'll have an MRI. They'll know. Reed is going to get a lot of grief for it, but you know what? At least it wasn't something with his ankle. This is you know because that ankle has taken such a beating throughout the season. It seems like every game someone rolls up on that left ankle. I know. Getting tweaked, getting re-injured, getting re-aggravated. The only thing that's going to cure that is, is rest, and it's going to be hard to get that done. Uh, unless, you know, Matt Moore is just phenomenal in a relief role. I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. I can tell you that for damn sure. So No, even with the, even if he's out only a couple of weeks, that's going to be tough sledding yeah. for Kansas City. Yeah, no doubt. But kudos, kudos, kudos. Uh, to the Steelers for getting that job done. It was nice, and I will say this for the Chargers: it was nice to see Hunter Henry back out there and healthy. Uh, picked up a couple of touchdowns. We already gave kudos to the Saints. We talked a little about the Redskins and the Barf. Um, the Redskins, I, actually, anything related to the Redskins is just Barf buckets. But uh, Redskins and the Dolphins, um, cheap tickets. Hope you took your shuttle bus and go play some bingo with the seniors. Just dumpster fire. <laughs> so, I, well, yeah, you know what, Randy? I think I've covered everything I want to cover. I mean, I have, uh, other, I have other notes written down, but, you know, it's late enough. I've had enough to drink that I'm, like, looking at it like, I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, uh, I don't think I have anything else I can think of off the top of my head. Jello shot Jenga. That's what you're supposed to say. Jello shot Jenga. Get it right. Yeah, man. Get Come on, Randy. Might have to try it. I would totally do that. Oh, all right, dude. <clears throat> Look, and enjoy the 49ers run. 
I would expect them to, to be, barring something weird happening, I think they're a playoff team. But just give me a heads up on Sunday if you want to hang out and watch the game. We can totally do that, man. Sounds good. I, I can't imagine the Redskins make it competitive. <laughs> but I mean, they seem to you know play hard for about a half, and then usually that's when things start going south. Even though you know they have a legit, legit defense, mm-hmm. and the offense is, ha- does what it can, I'm still not going to sit here and just crown them. I'm not going to go Denny Green. <laughs> crown their asses. There's, there's still games against the Ravens, the Panthers, the Packers, two games against Seattle. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of challenges out there. But they are who we thought they were. That's right. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Surprisingly, yes. As a matter of fact. How about that? I love this headline, by the way. Please don't use the McLovin fake ID you bought off Amazon. Good Lord. 20-year-old University of Iowa student Daniel Alfredo Burleson was arrested for underage drinking because he had a fake ID and was able to obtain goodies, if you will. Fail buckets. Man, come on, dude. What is that, a rookie move? You gots to know, dude. Jeez. <laughs> McLovin fake ID. So dumb. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, dumbass for sure. And we are going to have to look for the Sam Adams. There's a beer they're doing. Utopia. Described as barrel-aged extreme beer. How is it extreme beer? What does that even mean? It's an extreme beer. Uh, according to Forbes, Sam Adams only brewed 77 wooded casks of Utopias. It's described as having a distinct vanilla note and subtle nutty and elegant dark fruit aromas. Side note, That Randy, almost sounds like a Christmas beer, almost. Yeah. Side note, by the way, this, this adroit theory beer that I'm pounding number two of, this thing mm-hmm. is like, this thing, this thing is 8-3. I am feeling, yeah, buddy. I'm feeling plenty good. <laughs> oh, and if I happen to pass a dollar general for that new mountain dew and I'll, I'll i guess i'll just bite the bullet and be the guinea pig and see if it's even you as should. good as anybody else says it is it's probably terrible but thanks for being the guinea pig i, I did it that. with the freaking burger king taco why I not i know i know you're a trooper uh randy what uh, what kind of wrap-up thoughts you got it doesn't matter if it's baseball football or something different man you tell me wrap-up thoughts i mean it's crazy to think we're almost halfway through the season. It is already. It is. We we spend so much time just yearning, craving it, and then it's just it just flies by. It's it it's really frustrating sometimes. Um, I will say uh, I was kind of surprised to see the XFL had their I guess a dra- a draft of sorts yes. or for for quarterbacks and stuff like that. So I was like, huh, some that's kind of interesting. So we'll see what happens there. I, I looked at some of the names on there, and I'm like, man, some of these guys. I mean, even Trent Richardson put his name in there yeah. to be in the XFL. Well, people were making fun of him for their contracts and, and what's guaranteed funds. Look, it's low. Let's let's be honest. Fifty grand or fifty-five grand, obviously compared to the NFL, is a pittance. But this is about getting another shot at the NFL. And I think if you look at it that way, it's a little bit different. 
and I'm sure when it when it's out next year, will I watch it? More than likely, just to see what it is. <laughs> At least it'll be better, probably better than the AAF, since the AAF didn't even last the full season. Well, this is what I meant to say about the XFL. My understanding is that they have enough money that they can survive for I think it was three years without any influx of additional cash. And some of that's going to be the relatively low salary that a lot of the veterans, et cetera, are guaranteed. All right. Um, well, let's get out of here, man. It's late. Shannon's passed the hell out. He doesn't know what's He's starting going to on. wake up. Is he? Yeah. Look at it. Good for him, man. I think he realized he's muted. Uh, let me pull up. Oh, there he is. There he is. Let me hang up on him, and then I'll uh, I'll call him back. <laughs> I think it's I'm unmuted. Oh no, he 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 lives. Shannon, you missed the Jello shot Jenga. Oh man. Yeah, we got to do that. We need we need Penny to make Jello shots. What was great about this is you would pull a slat out of the Jenga. It was made with like two by fours. Oh. And you'd pull a slat out of the Jenga thing, <laughs> and it has a Jello shot in it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a way to get people wrecked in a hurry. Randy. I Rex bet, and effects. Yeah, Rex and effects. Good pull. Randy, I bet Shannon would have a McLovin fake ID off of Amazon. <laughs> you know what? You might be right. I, I, I'm i telling you, bro. He would do that. Winamp, you're killing me. Aww. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> anyway. Quit trying to take after me, Winamp. Shannon, wrap up thoughts, man. Uh, Death Valley, where dreams go to die. Mm-hmm. Or we, opponents' dreams go to die. We did that while you were snoring in your chair. Ah, uh, my bad, dude. We also talked about South Carolina upsetting Georgia, which is <laughs> still incredible to me that that, that that they pulled that off. Dude, that, that's with our third-string quarterback at I that. I know. How about that? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, that... You know what? If there's ever a weekend where you don't need to do something on a Saturday, this is the weekend. Oh, really? So this is the weekend where if the honey-do list is long, go ahead and take care of that. This is that weekend. That's if the honey-do list is the honey that need that needs to do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah, that's a honey-do me list, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that that's outstanding. Yeah, you're welcome. Wisconsin, Ohio State next week, mm -hmm. and then three weeks from now, man, Bama LSU is looking like a one-two matchup, man. Going to be some fun. All right, I can't, Randy. I didn't think Shannon was going to recover in time to do anything. Good on him. I didn't either. No, I thought he was done. I thought he was done for the count. Same. Anything else? That's it, man. That's Just it. enjoy the weekend and um, yeah, have some fun, man. There it is. Randy, did, did you have anything else? Well, the only other thing I'm thinking is thank God finally cool weather is in Dude, Richmond. It feels so good. I'm, yes, it's been wonderful. Oh, it feels Finally, great. fall is here. <laughs> only took three weeks. Unlike Mark, I've actually gotten old enough that I'm like, oh, man, it's a little cold. I wouldn't mind it being a little bit warmer. 
And I've never, like, I don't know that there's ever been a point in my life that I've thought that or said that, but I hit that. I was like, and then I was like, oh man. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is not cool, dude. That is not cool. I'm the I'm the guy that did snow angels in shorts and a t-shirt. Now I'm like, eh, it's a little too cool. Like, oh crap, I'm in trouble. I haven't hit that yet, thank yeah. Lord. Uh, you got you got another year or two. <laughs> I you know what? I should suck it up and go do some snow angels in shorts and a t-shirt this year, and just just be like, f it. <laughs> yeah. F it, go deep, baby. Yeah, Let's F go. It, f it, I'm going deep, man. I think I have to do it. I think I have to. Yeah, do, do it. it live. I gotta do it live, man. Like legit, true story. Um, also, I'm sure Logan would get a kick out of it. Randy, <laughs> yes, he he might actually try to do it as well. Um, but, but 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 we can though. You know, we gotta let it heal up. Oh oh! Did we finish talking about the Utopias? Didn't we mention the Sam Adams beer? You you brought it up, but I don't think you really. You can okay. tell what the flavor would be, but that was about it. All right, so Sam Adams' newest beer is illegal in 15 states. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah, best not, Virginia best not be one of them. No. So it, it is. it's because it, it's like 28%, if I remember oh, correctly. Well, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That shit. Yeah. People, people have said it's nasty. So, oh, like, like in the craft bad. beer groups. Really? Uh, unanimously they're saying it's nasty oh that's too bad they've brewed 77 wood casks of utopias which the outlet describes as having a distinct having distinct vanilla notes and subtle nutty and elegant dark Uh-oh. fruit Uh-oh. yeah we probably lost track of that after after it was like subtle nut subtle subtle, <laughs> subtle nutty anytime you're like it's a subtle nut tight like prom night it's just a subtle nut baby don't worry about it <laughs> a subtle nut? Are you saying there's a little too many? Um, you know what I'm going for? Subtle nut? What? Balls in there? Yeah. Here you go, Shannon. You said balls. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uncarbonated. Whoa. What is it? Oh, so, yes. It's oh. like reading the article. It oh. says uncarbonated. She's oh. reading the article. Oh God, that, that gets worse. <laughs> I might no. not want to try that after all. No, that sounds kind of gross. Can't do it. Yeah, now I'm like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Tell y'all, man, don't do it. Don't do it. It takes half the fun out of beer. Come on, man. I know. <laughs> uh, well, what what's more entertaining to me is that I love this headline: Oktoberfest visitors tried to steal. Steal nearly one hundred thousand beer steins. That's pretty good. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh man, <laughs> that's a lot of damn drunk people. That's what that is. I mean, it's not like it was five people trying to steal a hundred thousand steins. It was just an assload of drunk people trying to smuggle one out. Oh, I well, mean, I mean, that's uh, that's par for the course, right there. It's six million people. This year, Germany's annual festival reportedly received more than 6 million people during the 16-day period. Ah. Yeah. And 96,912 beer steins were nearly stolen. So <laughs> they probably got three or 4,000 out of there. All right. But, yeah. You don't need to steal the stein. Man. It's just the stein, y'all. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. You can, if you really want one, you can probably just 
buy one. <laughs> but yeah, Randy, I'm disappointed, man. That's a that's a cool ass looking bottle. Utopia's beer is coming back just enough for Halloween. But mm. it, I mean, if it's 28 percent and it tastes like a bag of ass, it's not worth it. Obviously, I I don't I think they were I'm... trying to almost kind of do something like similar to a liquor, like you know, sherry or bourbon or something, and. I don't know. Maybe they just should just stick to beer and sounds, not try to make something like that. That sounds like a pass. I'm going to pass on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, man, it is 3 o'clock in the morning. It is sure as hell time to get out of here. So it we're going to we're gonna do that. Most so definitely. I'm going to finish this beer. Gentlemen, go get some rest. Uh, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the football. Enjoy your weekend, whether it's you know the NFL, college football, whatever it may be. Have a good time with it. Look, if you find a really stupid story and you think we should talk about it, feel free to send it to us. Yes. Yeah. Seriously, we will probably talk about it. And we'll probably make fun of it. And we'll probably say something stupid. Randy knows. Kudos to Giles for that one. Shocker. (laughs) We said something dumb. But anyway, uh, look, all kidding aside, from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Uh, Keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, LiveSportsCaster.com, Stitcher Radio, and a host of other services. Keywords again, sports and brew. You like them both, you should like us. Woo! There you go. All right, gents, go get some rest, man. All right, man. I'm out. See ya. Late. See ya.